episode nine of Wonder, Wonder Witch. Witch. Uh, we are your illustrious hosts, Jesse and Ashley. Hello. I am Jesse, your jovial jack of all trades, resident Astor Witch, resident Tara Witch, Witch in general. <laughs> <laughs> this is Ashley. I'm Ashley, Creatrix, Witch. Resident herbalist. Are we saying resident now in front of things? Got yeah. it. Resident herbalist. <laughs> resident oracle reader. We're here. We're tired today. Yeah! We're right. tired. I'm glad like... you said it. Man, I was like, are we going to pretend like we're not no, tired? Fuck okay, that. cool. I'm glad that you said that. We're not. Listen, it's Taurus season. Yeah. We're in a giant bean bag. We're wrapped in blankets. <laughs> I'm a little sleepy. I'm a little stoned. I'm just going to be honest. I'm being honest with you guys yep. because I love you. Um, we had a really awesome weekend. Yeah, we did. So we have a good reason for being Yeah, tired. we're sleepy because we had a very emotional and spiritual couple of days with mm-hmm. some really, really wonderful ladies. Um, it was Beltane. Today's May 3rd that we're recording, so for some context. So Beltane was on Saturday, and we got a bunch of witches together, and, um camped out in the middle of the like our yeah, friend's we did. sacred forest so awesome and we did a, a maypole around we the had tree a maypole. on her property yeah i can't like i always i know what a maypole is but i like couldn't believe like i'd never done that like we did that like we did it danced around a fire made a pentagram around the fire inadvertently yeah. like and it kind of like, just happened the elements yeah. oh and cried and, yeah we cried oh boy we did we cry yeah we did we, we danced our asses off we la- i lost my voice Jesse did a singing solo of pictures and was Kid Rock and oh, our yeah. friend's our husband friend's was... Oh, yeah, our friend's husband played Cheryl Crow. There's video. Maybe we can get that up somewhere. And belted a uh, <laughs> picture. Oh, that was really good. We did so much, but it was just so... And on top of that, we've got this big divination collection coming out. Yeah. So it's we're just, just a lot. We're getting a whole bunch of stuff together. Um, pretty exciting. I mean, yeah. it's, exciting, it's exciting, but it's exhausting. So we're like really falling into those cozy yeah. vibes. And like, we had <laughs> a very seriously spiritual yeah. and emotional weekend. So well, and I like, guess we can kind of tell them like what we're going to be doing since it yeah. was a dry run, right? Yeah, yeah. So it was a dry run of a red tent ceremony mm-hmm. that Ashley um, has been dreaming about for a while. Oh, dreams. So we wanted to make that a reality. So we did, we did our trial run. Beltane yes. was our trial run. and kind of tweaking that to yeah. get it ready to open up to you guys to the masses yeah um jesse did a great job helping bring my dreams come to life with the tent you wouldn't believe what this Ooh, girl could do it with was some plastic so red tablecloth <laughs> it was beautiful we de- i have this giant tent like eight person tent mm-hmm. we like decorated it with flowers and crystals and candles everywhere and Mm-hmm. Oh, it was draped in red yeah. tulle, and we covered the floor in like big pillows and blankets, and we flowers just and held each yeah. other's hands and cried and yeah, we told did. each other secrets. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was great. It was. It was. Really nice. it was nice. Not to make you guys jealous. I'm sorry. I'm just like riding the high of this awesome yes. thing. If you want to, really quick, tell people what a red tent is. So a red tent. Um, it's a couple of things, but basically, it it's a place where you can cultivate the practice of listening. So 
you know, as women, especially, we tend to want to give advice, you know, for mm-hmm. things. But a red tent is really about being able to speak things that you can't say in a normal setting. To speak them without judgment, without input. If you want to just cry, like we even had moments where we just breathed for a moment and everybody mm-hmm. just held space. And it's pretty much just a place where you can honor divine feminine. Mm-hmm. I and mean, we can hold space for each other. Say all the shit that we can't say anywhere else ever and it's said and not spoken of again unless asked upon and yeah it was great yeah it was so great to be so like honest and vulnerable Mm -hmm. and just like get so much more like so much closer to our friends and just like know that like other people felt comfortable Mm -hmm. talk like saying that in our presence yeah knowing that it was just like a really really safe honest space Mm -hmm. and it helps you realize too you're not alone in that way like yeah yeah, you get it out of your head you get it out of your head and out into the open and stop that inner dialogue guilty about and all the shit you know with your partners and your families and like all that stuff you know and just the stuff that we're so used to being like so strong and just Mm -hmm. dealing with all day you know not making it anybody else's problem. Yeah. Being able to just, like, say that to each other. It was really cool. It was really great. And we just... And Ashley it. led the whole thing. Yeah. And it was amazing. And she made us all cry. <laughs> At one point, she made me hug my inner child. And I just <laughs> lost my mind. <laughs> it might have been the herbs and the tea, though, yeah, that assisted yeah, in that. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I was just feeling the love. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. It, yeah, was, it was really so cool. awesome. And then we slept out in the woods. Yeah. And just... Surrounded by giant spiders. Oh my god. There are so many big spiders. Outside of the tent, thank goodness, because yeah, it was a little outside. dicey for a second. I just, I woke up and I looked up and I like immediately elbowed Jesse. There's just a spider right above just hanging out. Yeah. And I'm just and like, he, was, he wasn't, I get it, like, oh, you're such a girl. Yeah. It's a spider. No, no this shit dude, was huge. This shit was huge. She was two inches like from as big tip as my, to tip. It was like, fucking, he wasn't as big as okay. your fist. In he my was mind's two eye. inches from tip to tip. <laughs> He seemed as big as my fist. Yeah, and the other one's thorax fist. was the size of like a like a, like a cranberry. Almost. No, yes, it was. It was small, I swear, it was a small grape. It was terrifying. <laughs> and I don't care what she says. It was as big as a fucking quarter. And it <laughs> right. scared the shit out of me. It has little feet. Those were cute though. His little feet. That one was cute. Yeah. That what was, was he? An orb weaver. No. Was that what that, or a hunt? I don't remember. We looked it up, but I already forgot. Okay. We smoked a lot of weed this weekend. Yeah, we did. It was a lot of fun. We did a lot of that, too. Yeah. We drank moonshine. Oh, my God. So much moonshine. Yeah, it was a good time. We had a great time. Oh. So, so yeah. So, we're riding that. Yeah. And so, we're snuggly today. Just exhausted. Because we're older, so it's like, (laughs) if you drink in the woods, it kind of takes you a while to get back to, like, 100%. You know what I mean? Like, you can't just bounce back like you're in college. You wake up the next day and go for a jog. Like, Not only that, we were breaking a tent down in the rain. Yeah. Like, carrying it. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah, it was a hike-in spot, so we it had was... to, like, carry all, not just, like, our camping gear, but everything for the ritual. Shit. We Even were, as we were setting we were up, setting it was up. like, this is gonna be a bitch to take down. <laughs> it was. It was. It but was. it was great. It, it was, was great. beautiful and perfect, but. Maybe one time, maybe we can get, like, helpers who will help set up set a breakdown. Break That'd be lovely. Or a better system. Looking for volunteers. Yeah. <laughs> and if anybody wants to participate in the setup crew. <laughs> Hit us up. Slide into the DMs. You know how to DMs. put up a tent uh, and want to help break it down later when I just want to sleep More in. of the breaking down. I don't mind the setting up part. It's yeah. the breaking down part. It sucks. It's kind of like doing the, kind of like cooking and doing the dishes. Totally. Like, I'll cook all day yes. long, but doing yeah. the dishes. I need that. someone to be walking around behind me doing <laughs> the dishes. Yeah, that'd be great. Because we're messy. So, <laughs> 
Oh, uh, and speaking of being messy, uh, if you guys are new here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've just been kind of chatting about our weekend, but I just wanted to, if you've never listened to Wonder Witch before, I just want to give you a little rundown oh, yeah. of what, what are, we do. Are we about? Who are, oh, we, hey guys, who are these people just talking, talking about their, about their, their weekend and their hangovers? Um, Wonder Witch is a podcast that Ashley and I started to, I think, in my head, this was my intention, <laughs> maybe not yours, I didn't want to speak for you. Um, but Speak for, for me, me. <laughs> it was to make these, these, all these different facets of witchcraft and astrology and things like that, like more accessible and, you know, breaking into this kind of practice can be really daunting sometimes. And it seems like everybody like knows more shit than you about mm-hmm. like crystals and yeah. your moon sign or whatever. But so I think that we're just trying to like bridge that gap a little bit and make it a little more accessible for like mm-hmm. beginners, but yeah. also like obviously study those things ourselves and just you know kind of keep it fresh and exciting and interesting and just like and incorporate into everyday magic right oh yeah yeah. that's another (laughs) yeah the making it accessible thing but also the thing that ashley said which is what we said our 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 real statement was yeah okay we're tired you're tired you told them. You told them great. I just said uh, everyday magic. That's what we're trying to do. Everyday magic. Yeah, incorporating things, being more mindful, mm-hmm. and just kind of living in a way that is providing a little more understanding. Yeah, and intentional, you know? Yeah, intention and understanding. We'll get it. We'll get the words. Don't worry. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> so it's this really nice, like, brainchild, beautiful little thing that we have. It's our baby. Yeah, it's our baby. And we learn a new thing every week. Mm-hmm. And we keep that thing a secret every from each other. now. Oh, yeah. Every We're still getting weeks. used to this. We're yeah. bi-weekly. We're bi-weekly bi-witches yeah. in this bitch. <laughs> t-shirts. <laughs> you guys print t-shirts. Right? Hit us up. Wonder Witch. Bi-weekly bi-witches. <laughs> <laughs> by witches bi-weekly i like that better mm-hmm. by witches bi-weekly there you yeah go. that's what you can expect from us yes so we learn a thing mm-hmm. and we write a blog post about it and we write a segment for the podcast about it and we keep it a secret from each other so that we're all learning something at the same time two yeah, things two things two things big you, brains you learn two things we learn two things and then we come back in two weeks and learn you another thing yep because we like to make our lives difficult on ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, we put a lot of research into yeah. it. I know it just sounds like we're just like gabbing, but but really we yeah. do. And also, then we we're doing these things that we talk about, and right? Then in turn, we are developing our practices, right? Well, yeah, you know, because it forces us to kind of mm-hmm. lead by example in a sense. Yeah, and I love to be able to be like, oh, this is a thing that I do, or this is like a mm-hmm. thing that I say. But why? You right. know, like, why is that really, like, yeah. when you go, oh, he's such a Leo. Yeah. You know, it's like, I do that all the time. But also, like, why? why you know, what about like it? Yeah. And, like, different herbs. Like, I have a lot of catching mm-hmm. up to do because you're the herbalist. Yeah. But I, it's still a growing practice for me, yeah. you know? It's like, there's so many. And it you keeps us so on our toes. Things. Yeah. Yeah. Keeps it, us sharp and young. Yeah, right. <laughs> keeps our wits about us. You guys keep me young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> young. Oh, shit, All right, man. so, yeah, so, so we that's do what that. we're going to do. And then so in between, gonna... what do we do? Oh, and then in between, we do this really cool, we do a card pull, basically, but we do it a couple different ways. We like to pull from different decks. I know it's not, like, a novel idea, but that's, like, our thing. Yeah. We pull from different decks. I usually pull from a tarot deck. Ashley usually pulls from an oracle deck. Mm-hmm. We usually use our runes from Fiddlefern and Jambles. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the greatest. Yeah, they and, are. Um, and then we... See how that relates to each other and to our 
message for the collective. Yeah, and our, our topics that we chose. Oh, yeah, and our, to- okay. <laughs> and our topics. And the reason we're here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? So without further ado, Ashley, I wonder which topic you chose this week. So. Tell me. This week. Yes. For episode nine, and bear with me, because like nine. I said, this is a sleepy one, so okay. I'm going to do my best to yeah. give it to you with the hype, um, but this week I wanted to kind of dive into moon magic. And moon magic. Mostly because, is you know- Is that like your blood episode? Kind of, but not really. So that was moon blood magic. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. So that's not this. But that's not this. You're talking about the actual moon now. I'm talking about the actual moon Okay, now. okay, okay. Don't be hitting me with those, because I'm already struggling right now. I'm just <laughs> So, and the phases of the moon, because, you know, we, ah. we do the full moon subscription boxes. Yeah. And, you know, you always hear about the new moon. Yeah. But you don't really hear about those other moons in between. So we'll talk a little bit about those, because, you know, the moon is useful in all of its phases. Just like we go through life, we're not always in a new beginning, and we're not always full and at fruition. There's mm. all that stuff in between. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so my hope is that it will help navigate your month a little bit easier oh, to okay. learn how to work with the energies of each phase of the moon so that way you can do spell work and journal and put into practice things All with the, the ebb and the flow of the cycles of life. Okay, that's cool. I like that because I don't like having to wait. Right, and so, and I actually mentioned that because Jesse's always asking, you know, do you have to wait until a certain moon to do magic, and no, technically you don't, but the potency of your spell work is a lot more, and I'll show you some little tricks, like, as far as how to use certain phases if you're looking to get a certain thing, all it takes is a little rewording to use the phase of the moon in your favor to get the same result. Oh, oh, just mm-hmm. saying the same thing differently. Or yeah. like doing or something like a, a protection way. versus like yeah. a banishment. There you go. And like just that. coming at it from a different perspective. Yeah. So it also And and also in my muscles. defense in my defense, <laughs> um if I don't do the magic as soon as I think of it, mm-hmm. I will forget. Yeah, absolutely. There, I'm never going to remember to do that Well, next sometimes Thursday. things are just pertinent to that yeah, place I'll in time. Remember. And so also learning about the phases, maybe then you can understand when certain things are happening or certain ways that you're feeling corresponding with the kind of spell work that you're wanting to do. Yeah. So that's my goal. And cool, cool. <laughs> so we'll, we'll try to get through it. Great. Excited. Of course, because we're nerds, I want to talk about a little bit of the history of the moon very briefly. Like um, where she went to high school? Yeah, like where she went to high school, <laughs> her first boyfriend, who she took to prom. Um, <laughs> just, it's going to be like that. It's going to be like that today. Just because, you know, we like to hit it from all angles. Totally. And, you know, the moon has witnessed all stages of our evolution. Yeah. It holds a mirror to, like, the long history of mankind, which is pretty cool if you think about it. It's been the muse of art and poetry, the focal point of symbolism and religion, and the basis of a lot of scientific investigation and debate. Mm Mm-hmm. So let's talk about some of those things, and then we'll get into the meat. We'll get into the girth of it, you know? Okay. So, like I said, art and the moon, there's a lot of that throughout Mm -hmm. culture. Totally. You've probably heard of Vincent Van Gogh. 
There's um that that exhibit going around right now that's traveling the country. That Van Gogh like immersive three D experience. Oh, I heard that's about that. That's happening right now. Jessica, our friend Jessica went when she oh, was in California. Oh, that's right. She did say she went to that. And I know it's cool. going to be in Cleveland in like September. Ooh, so it's like traveling around the country right now. That's super cool. So yeah, he did a lot of paintings. A lot of his paintings depicted the moon from Starry Night to yeah, the Cypresses. Yeah, that's, that's the one I was thinking of. Starry yep. Night. Michelangelo created the work of art called the Creation of the Sun and Moon. Mm. Galileo Galilee. Is that like a Queen song or Galileo Galilee or something like that? Every time I think of that's what I think of. But he made the Starry Messenger or Sidereus Nuncius, which was actually two drawings of the waxing moon. Ah. Yeah. Waxing is getting bigger. Yeah. Probably gonna butcher this, but in the Las <laughs> L-A-S-C-A-U-X caves in France. Um, uh-huh. That's where they found a lot of those primitive sketches of like, you know, the horses and the deer on the wall and stuff. Oh, 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 yeah. yes. So something yes. cool I found, they actually found this constellation of dots that scientists have figured out is a 17,000 year old lunar code. Oh. Mapping out the stars, which is pretty cool. Whoa. Yeah, so it's a cosmic calendar chronicling chrono- 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 <laughs> <laughs> the moon's <laughs> Chronicling the moon's ebbs and flows. Bear with me. <laughs> In ancient Egypt, the moon is typically found resting on the head of the god Khonsu. I mean, he's the one with that disc on his head, and he's the god of the moon. Ah. Yeah. He was responsible for accompanying spirits to the afterlife and defending them against demons. Dang. Dang. A discovery from the Bronze Age Celtic tradition was found on a 5,000-year-old burial tomb. It was carved out into the tomb in Ireland, and it was a lunar map. It was said to help navigate souls to the afterlife. A cool thing that I found, though, there's this virtual reality experience going on from these two artists. So it's an art project going on in Hong Kong, but it's like this immersive virtual reality experience where you go on the moon. Cool. But it kind of can walk on there with like dinosaurs and animals so it's very neato but Mm. it allows viewers to embark on a 15 minute low grab journey across the terrain of the moon and it was created by the first ever artist resident at nasa Mm -hmm. laurie anderson and then the writer of the little prince i don't know if you've seen oh yeah yeah. i'm not gonna pronounce i don't want to fuck his name up but it's h-s-i-n-dash-c-h-i-e-n so if you're in hong kong (laughs) go there Going back to ancient Egypt, obviously we're going to talk about the goddess Isis, because she's yeah, yeah, symbolized right. by the moon, right, that's, right, and that's right. my bitch. But she's thought to be one of the most powerful Egyptian deities. Right. Even more than Ra, the sun god. Yeah. In ancient Rome, Luna is the goddess of the moon, the hunt and fertility, Yeah. and she's thought to drive the silvery chair, the chariot, across the sky. I always think about the movie Hercules, the Disney yeah, movie, you yes, know, she goes yeah, across. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I love that movie. I do, too. That's great Hercules movie. is, like, it's one bad. of my favorite. And I had a big crush on Meg, like. Dude, hardcore. That was, like, formative. <laughs> like, really. Yeah. That was, like, Seriously? she was, like, one of the first. Yeah. That, like. Hercules is supposed to be, like, this huge mega babe. Right. And I'm just kind of like, well... But Meg over here is a babe. Oh, because she's so cool she and casual cool. and nonchalant. And she's like, I'm a damsel, I'm not in distress. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, she was sweet. Love Meg. Love Meg. Yeah. Yeah. Doing that little purple her, dress. Yeah, but her and Missy from Bring It On. There you go. Yeah, Missy's yeah. a hottie, my too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 
It's that Tom. It's like that Tom girl thing kind yeah. of. You know that raspy. But also voice kind just of thing. like that, like, it's like cool, too cool. She's for like school. a rebel. Yeah. She doesn't give a fuck. It's bad boy vibes. So I guess it's, it's bad boy. Yeah, it's, yeah, bad, it's bad, bad, girl girl vibes. Vibes. bad girl vibes. Bad girl vibes. Yeah. Bad girl vibes. It, it's cross. She's gonna like put out cross. a cigarette, yeah. right? Like, put her leather jacket on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're just like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> right, Back guys. on topic. Anyway, oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, oh, uh, fuck. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Put this in the gay as fuck right? section. <laughs> Tag. Tag. Tag this one super gay. Super gay. In Vedic religion, which is like based out of, it's like a Hindu branch off. It's based out of India. Yeah. And they noticed the moon that had regular waxing and waning tendencies in the sky. The sun symbolized permanence and immortality, while the moon represented repetition, rebirth, the world of the ancestors, and recurrence. In Hinduism, it represents creation, life, and mortal existence. In some Native American stories, there's one of the moon being held captive by this hostile tribe. Oh. That's crazy, yeah. So a pair of antelope hope to rescue the moon. Mm-hmm. And take it to the village of the good tribe, but the coyote, which in Native American cultures is sometimes seen as the trickster, right, right, keeps yeah, trying to yeah. interfere and stuff with it. So that's the story there. But, Swiper now swiping. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, in Chinese religions, offerings are made to the ancestors and still are on the night of the full moon. Yeah, yeah. So we all know, like, the moon affects the tides. I think we always talk about that. Yeah, and yeah, we're yeah. made up of mostly water, so duh, of course. Of course the moon it affects is going to affect yeah, us. Right, right, right. So scientifically, there's been a lot of studies about the moon and its effect on the human body. Okay. Dating as far back as, like, 400 BC. Oh. Philosophers, yeah, philosophers and physicians blame behavioral changes on the pool of well, the moon. Well, the moon does rule our emotions. Yeah. And lunacy comes from yeah yeah yeah. moon crazy yes uh uh-huh a british jurist named william blackstone wrote people gained and lost their ability to make reasonable decisions according to the moon's phases people still say that yes they do i mean people are like it's a full moon everybody's Mm -hmm. crazy yeah they've done studies and people drive like shit on the full moon like everything if it didn't happen every fucking month it's like as reliable as getting my period you know what i mean like i just like where's the lie there isn't one all of a sudden i'm eating chocolate and I'm bloated and I'm like oh yeah that's gonna happen so that's the same thing it's It's like someone's acting a fool Mm -hmm. in a target and you're like what day is today oh yeah that makes sense yeah makes total sense but they've been doing studies though about how the full moon affects your sleep patterns too Mm. and it's differently Mm -hmm. it does it differently in females and males which I think is interesting it kind of affects females a little bit more Mm. and I always like to think of the correlation of how our cycles are kind of in tune with the moon as well and Mm -hmm. it's feminine the -hmm. moon is feminine so Mm -hmm. it only makes sense but in 2013 there was a study that found that the moon may affect blood pressure The study was done on male university students, and it measured the effects of the changing lunar cycles on the participants' cardiovascular systems. But during the new moon and the full moon phases, they found that their blood pressure dropped around 5 millimeters Hg. They also took a test, and it was noted that their heart rate and their blood pressure were lower during the full moon and the new moon. Huh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. And that their heart rates returned to normal levels more quickly during these phases as well. The study concluded that humans were more physically efficient during full and new moons. Also crazy. Yeah, because think about it. Well, in the energy, I know I'm a little more yeah. efficient and, like, lively and ready to fucking rock on the new moon yeah. and the full moon. There's some of the science. So, let's get into it. Yeah. What is the moon to us witches? It's one of the most important magical 
connections we have. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> um, so it's what else about the moon, <laughs> Ashley? So, what else? It's commonplace, no matter what kind of witchcraft you practice, whether mm. you're a green witch or an astro witch or an yeah. eclectic witch, you're using the moon. Totally. Aligning your magic with the phases of the moon creates more potent spell work. Yeah, As that's we, what you always yes, tell me. Yes, and you know, we are, your magic is your magic, and you know, it has a lot to do with your intention and herbs and whatever else you're using, but if you can couple that with the phases of the moon and their properties, then you're yeah. just just like extra oomph for all of your spell work. Yeah, I like what you said about rewording the Yeah, phase mm-hmm, the absolutely. There's just definitely something to be said about synchronizing these energies with yeah. your craft, you know, and you can tell the difference when you're doing spell work mm-hmm. off the seat of the cuff. As opposed, I don't know if that's the saying. Saving <laughs> the seat of the cuff, off the cuff, and by the seat of your pants. This <laughs> oh, my brain. Okay. Anyways, I'm leaving that in. That's called a malapropism. What does that mean? When you fuck up a saying by making it too, like Elliot does it, like conjoining it. Elliot like, does it one. all the time on purpose to make me mad. But my favorite one is we'll burn that bridge when we come to it. <laughs> seat of the what cuff. I, the seat of the cuff. You can give that by the seat of my cuff. <laughs> Like I said in the beginning, the new moon and the full moon, they get a lot of attention. So I really wanted to talk about all of the phases. And they all reflect the relationship of the sun and the moon. We're about equality here. Yeah, we are. That relationship between the sun and moon actually has a name. And it's called solely lunar phases. Oh. And it's because the moon's not changing on its own. Obviously, the sun is reflecting light. Yeah. Across the disk of the moon, or whatever the science is. So... (laughs) However that works. (laughs) The guy up there is turning it on. You know, that guy with the light bulb. I just imagine, like, those... You remember being in school and having to do the solar system project? Yeah, yeah, yeah. had those, like, elaborate ones where all the styrofoam planets were, like, circling on this thing. That wasn't me, but, like, somebody else had that. Someone did that. And I thought it was cool. Or someone's (laughs) dad Mom or dad did did it. Yeah. No, it was probably someone's mom. Let's be real. Yeah, someone's mom (laughs) made it for them. Stayed up until three in the morning making that. But the entire lunar phase cycle... It's about 29 and a half days. It begins when the sun and the moon come together for the new moon and peaks when they oppose each other, mm-hmm. which is the full moon. Right, right, right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, now? So let's get into the phases and how yeah. to work with them. Now, I'm going to talk about nine. So usually you see eight phases, but oh, I'm one of those witches, and there's some debate, and do whatever the fuck you want, but I'm going to tell you the difference. <laughs> do whatever do the fuck, fuck you, you want, want, but also listen but to But listen me. to this, because... <laughs> If you think about it, it's very interesting. So sometimes the new moon gets coupled in with the dark moon, and they're actually two very different energies. So the dark moon is when it's not visible in the sky at all. The new moon technically starts when that first little sliver of the waxing crescent comes. Oh. Yes. If you didn't know. No, no. I thought it was when it was totally dark. That mm-hmm. was... That's the dark moon. Well, so the that dark... makes yes. sense that the new moon mm-hmm. would be as it's beginning yes. to come back, beginning and to grow. That's... That makes a lot yes. of sense. So we're going to talk about the dark moon and the new moon separately so you can learn how to. Because the dark moon has some like seriously powerful mm-hmm. magic mm-hmm. that some witches rest 
on the dark moon and you don't do any workings and it's like a time of rest Mm -hmm. and rejuvenation Mm -hmm. um and then you kick back up on the new moon and some witches do some like dark fucking powerful shadow magic work and you can and we'll talk about it cool yeah we'll talk about it (laughs) i'm ready yeah so if you decide to do magical workings during the dark moon scrying or Mm. shadow work are going to be great things to do during this time it's potent for spells of release communication with spirits banishing spells for doing hexes and curses which i don't advise we do or, not do or but to get kind. to break them it ah. is a good time to do those as well we're the good witches we're the good ones we don't do that bad <laughs> shit yeah so it's a good time to do protection magic as well and you'll see as we go through the phases if you break it down into, and I'll give you a good analogy at the end to kind of tie it all in together, but you'll notice that, like, you know, the new moon and the full moon have their energies, and the waxings kind of have similar energies with the little variations as well as the waning. Okay. The dark moon's <laughs> a good time for, like, protection magic and to call upon the dark goddesses. So okay. one that I like to work with on the dark moon is Hecate. Yeah. So she's a great one to work with. And when doing dark moon magic, it's really good to choose an energy to work with or something and really kind of get comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. Because, like I said, it's very powerful. Mm -hmm. Moon herbs that you can use. They're going to be like toxic ones. They're going to be like, you know, I mean, yeah, some of the toxic ones are going to be classified under the dark moon. So... Wolfsbane is uh-huh. one. And this is one you burn. You don't ingest this one. Yeah, also, Wonder Witch disclaimer. Yeah. Do don't not ingest. Eat I will any tell you. Don't eat any. Coming up yes, next. I even put on your disclaimer. Use caution. And do, do not, not burn eat. indoors. Also, don't burn the Wolfsbane indoors. This is an herb because it is oh. a toxic herb. Um, so how do you, you don't want to hotbox the room. You ritual do it as do a it ritual outside. smoke cleanse, but outside. Okay. So under the dark moon, you would be doing don't this. Don't breathe it in. Don't breathe it in. Like okay. you're not smoking a joint with this shit. It's yeah. not what we're doing here. Hemlock is another one. Danger, 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 danger. Will Robinson, and then garlic, which I thought was funny. So think about vampires yeah. and like that energy and like yeah. garlic like repels vampires. Yeah. So that's the garlic, garlic is one to use. Do ingest. Yes. Do ingest. I was going through my bookshelf coming up with my topic today, and I'm not going to derail this, but one of those is called The Healing Power of Garlic. Oh. So, you guys get look, look forward to a garlic episode Yes, soon. I didn't love do it, it today because it was going to be too much. Too much. Too I wasn't much. ready. I wasn't ready for the garlic. We don't have the brain cells for that. someday, hit us in the DMs if you want to hear that garlic episode. I want to hear that garlic episode. Okay. Okay. I put garlic in the fire cider. Yeah, yeah, it's like a potent thing. Elliot oh, made those fucking tomatoes with the garlic. Oh yeah, and they he... turn blue. What is that called when they do? Yeah. That? So um... fun fact about garlic, really quick. Before we continue, I don't want a fucking blog post about it. Blog post the garlic. Garlic turns blue sometimes when you're pickling it mm-hmm. because it's the acid like in the pickling liquid. Gotcha. So if you have really high acid, it like causes a reaction between, like, enzymes in the garlic. Um, they get activated by a mild acid. But like, it tastes the same. Yeah, it tastes the yeah. same. And it's perfectly healthy it's to eat. It's perfectly healthy to eat. It's just a weird little enzymatic re- reaction to being pickled. Yeah, it's cool. So, like, it's totally You know fine. what else is like that? Um, blue, the pea flower? The yeah. The tea? Like, mm-hmm. if you put mm-hmm. citrus on that, it changes the color of the liquid. Anyway, there's <laughs> anthocyanins in garlic that are blue, mm-hmm. and when 
that garlic gets put into an acidic environment, like in a fermentation jar, um, it just activates those anthocyanins. Activates its magical powers. Yeah, and it turns it blue. Okay, yeah, so garlic, it's great. <laughs> we love garlic. We love it. We stand garlic in this house. So we're gonna hope that Jesse does that garlic, drops oh, that garlic yeah, knowledge yeah, yeah. on us one of these days. We'll see. But until then, some other herbal correspondences for the dark moon will be rosemary, mm. rue, mm-hmm. black pepper, and damiana, which we just used some damiana. Yeah. Yeah, we did. During our full moon ritual. Mm-hmm. So... Some things you can do during the dark moon. Yeah. You can create black salt, which oh, cool. if you don't know how to make black, for those of you that don't know how to make it, you can make it from like the ashes of spells you've done. Yeah, you that's make, what I was you know going to ask. Yeah, you can it do can it just be like any ashes. Ashes from any spell work you do gets incorporated into your black salt and you can mix it into regular black salt or table salt, table salt you know, crushed like eggshells. kosher salt. Yeah, there you go. You know, you can put bigger. a little, even like black coloring in there or something mm, like make mm-hmm. it spicy whatever you want to do but you sprinkle that around the perimeter of your home and your property you can make a protection oil and dab it on the windows and doors it's a cool thing that i did that i saw on one of our witchy sisters instagram pages was she cleaned her door with she actually used peppermint because it's an abundance i and did a see that in our and notification so, yeah so yeah. i did that with the peppermint but you can also do that with like the rosemary and these protection herbs i love that mm-hmm. yeah and clean your floors and I stuff do that. take out any garbage that yeah. like physically and mentally uh-huh. before the new moon comes okay yeah so I like that mm-hmm. you're starting a new lunation yeah so it's just really ready to be done with yep, it yep absolutely so you could even burn a black candle mm-hmm. anointed with the protection oil or you could burn protection incense cool. these are all good things you can do during the dark moon or you could just rest because like i said a lot of times it's just a time to kind of rest and be in that energy until the new moon comes and you start to set those intentions and kick into high gear. Is that is the dark moon technically when the moon is considered void of course? Yes, that's exactly what it is. That's the mm-hmm. dark moon. That's because, exactly okay, what the dark so my moon books is. that I have it's have, like a two to three have day period. eight phases mm-hmm. and then they have the moon void, void of yes. course. So, so the dark that's moon your is that. ninth Phase. That's the ninth That's phase. That's the dark yes. moon. Okay, because mm-hmm. I was reading stuff today and I was like, yeah. okay, that sounds a lot like void, of course. Yes, and because the energies behind the dark moon, they're so much different than the new moon. Yeah. And that's a perfect way it is, and okay. I read that. It's the void of the course. The void uh, of yeah. course. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Where it's not in any of the eight other phases. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And it lasts about two to three days, just like all of the Because phases. it has to be at a certain degree. Right. In its rotation mm-hmm. to be considered new moon. Yes. So it's until it gets to that. Which is like 40, I want to say it's, I don't know, but don't, don't, I'm not the one to ask about that, but. Yeah. Something, that's something to look into. Yeah, interesting. I, okay, yeah. cool, so, cool, cool. But yeah, and then some crystal correspondences um, for the dark moon. Black tourmaline's great. Mm. Smoky quartz is great. Mm-hmm. Candle magic, you could use black candles. You could even do indigo because it is a very introverted time. So that's kind of connected with your third eye chakra. Bring some of that energy in. Mm-hmm. So, and like I said, some magical practitioners say don't do any workings on the dark moon. But if you do, yeah. just respect those energies because it is very powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people do black magic at this time. Yeah, which yeah. we don't do any black magic, but, you mm-hmm. know, it's just very particular energy that you have to be... Yeah. respectful of as with any phase i'm just a scary cat so it's like i couldn't mm-hmm. handle it anyway yeah if i had if you know like everything comes back to mm-hmm. you in yeah. some Threefold. way yeah so it's like absolutely i'm just not 
the bad bitch. <laughs> like, I'm just not, like, the person who can handle that coming back to me. So I'm just lot. like, yeah. I'm always just like, I'm fragile. Be nice to me. I'm going to put nice stuff out. Please give me nice stuff back. Yes. I don't have the... And that being said, so the shadow work, which isn't black magic, you know, but it, yeah. that's why it's a good time to do that. The shadow work as yeah. well. You know, dealing with that shadow phase. But let's move Shit, on. Shit, I'm yeah, happy yeah. with just doing nothing. Right? <laughs> Three days where I don't have to do anything, yes. I'm not going to be mad about and that, it. And we do so much anyway. It's like, it's a welcome break. Um, but next you have the new moon. So we'll get into the one we know, and it's the new moon. And it's the yeah. beginning of the waxing phase. And it's signified by that tiny sliver that becomes visible right mm-hmm. after the dark moon. It's when the moon and the sun come back together in the sky. Yeah. And so it's a potent time to plant seeds and, like, initiate uh-huh. new ideas, new beginnings, new projects, new relationships. Yeah. In green witchcraft, it's the best time to, like, plant literal seeds. Yep. Yes. Yep, so, yep, yep. yeah, and the new moon, so you want to set your intentions based on your deepest desires and you want to lean into faith and your inner vision. It's a great time to set goals for the mm-hmm. remainder of the cycle um, until it comes to fruition during the new moon. We write out our goals, we bury them so they can take root and grow into our intentions. And we love to do this. We go out and we bury stuff all the time, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but going back to the green witchcraft part, so this is kind of a segue into something that we're going to start doing. Yeah. So something I was reading about the new moon and with its significance and then kind of taking that green witchery with it. Mm -hmm. So a new moon, it's a good time to start something new and new beginnings. Mm -hmm. So every new moon, I want to start picking an herb, going in depth and in detail, learning about the herb, its physical properties, its spiritual, its medicinal properties. And we're going to start doing an herb of the month. So we'll do every new moon, I'll pick an herb and then throughout the month. I love that. Yeah. We'll, you know talk about it, how to use it, mm-hmm. ways to use it, its significance, mm-hmm. and then we might do, like, an herb box Yeah, to kind yeah, of highlight whatever herb we talked yeah, about. Totally. And, yeah, and just, you know, it's also about cultivating my practice yeah. more. And, and become, my garden is kicking Yes, ass there you go. Year. Jesse's got a garden going on, and also to help you with your, you know, you want yeah, to grow your yeah, knowledge yeah. of uh-huh. herbs, so I figured it'd be a good way to kind of yeah, challenge us to learn. I yeah. love it, I love so, it, I love it. That's what we're going to do now. Also, I wanted to show you this. Yes. Um, when you were talking about the green witchery, I remembered something from this book I have. Yeah. It talks about gardening by the moon. Yes. Uh-huh. So, obviously, this is, like, way too in-depth to, like, kind of go through right now. But I, I was really interested by it, so I may want to, like, vlog about it in the future. Yeah. But, like, planting by the moon's phases. Yeah, and that's, some, that's a big thing in green witchcraft. And yeah. And at the end, I'll briefly touch on kind of an herbalist view of how to cool yeah because this has it like in the signs too and then it has like the guide to planting different things because you do it by the sign and we'll talk about that she's always right in there i'll just scan this big ass chart in there there you go that's pretty cool and then so when you talk about gardening by the moon yeah just I'll send you these, and you can put them with your blog post. Absolutely. And there then there's go. a cool thing about Moon Void, of course, in here, too. Oh, I want to read about that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, so, New Moon. Fresh energy. Hell yeah. So let's touch on some of the things you can do during the New Moon. So yeah. we talked about planting seeds. Yeah. That's obviously something you can do, but you can also clean your altar and mm-hmm. refresh it. Mm-hmm. So, like, take everything off, cleanse everything, reset it up, maybe pick some new things to put on, freshen up any offerings that you've 
had out, things like that. You mm-hmm. know, just depending on what deities you work with. Like, if you work with fairies, you want to leave honey mm-hmm. and stuff like that out. If you work with some of your ancestors, sometimes they like a little tobacco and some whiskey. Like, it just mm-hmm. depends on what you're working with, but just kind of refresh everything. So, obviously, planting the new seeds metaphorically and in your garden is going to be a great time. Or new bulbs, you can do that as well. Bulbs, like plant bulbs. Like like yeah. Bulbs. Like tulips. <laughs> yeah. Not like 40 yeah, watt. Right. <laughs> and you can, and as far as the planting goes, if you don't have a garden like me, yeah. I kill things. So, I'm, like, I always say I'm really good with the dead stuff, but, like, the, the yeah. live stuff, I can't fucking do it. But, so, but even houseplants. Like, if I have yeah. a couple houseplants that I've managed to keep alive, so you can even bury, I've got, like, spells, like, buried in my houseplants. Yeah. And you can do that as well. Yeah, totally. If you don't have that. You could also bury things out in the woods. Jesse and I have done this before, Mm -hmm. but I will say, if you are going to go out into the woods on property that is not yours, bring an offering. We always leave an offering when we go out, Mm -hmm. Um, and that can be anything from fruit for the animals, herbs, your moon blood, done that before too, Mm -hmm. you know, just leave some sort of offering because... If you're trees doing, you like know, beer. Yeah. Or beer, you know. <laughs> trees like beer. A hug even. You yeah. know what I mean? And Any oat kind meal, of offering. Cakes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and you know, just to give thanks because you are on another property other than your own. Right, right, right. Yeah. So and it's a very cleansing phase too. It's a good time. It's one of the times when it's good to deep clean. You can use your besom to energetically yeah, cleanse the house. My yeah. Jesse did a great reel about how to build your own besom. I still haven't finished mine. Oh yeah. I'm so I, bad. I, but she did it and it's great. So I think it was check it out. Episode five yeah. too, was my a little behind, but <laughs> episode five was my um history of mm-hmm. the besom. Yeah. And then I made That one. was a great one. We learned some fun stuff yeah. about that. So yeah, you can do use your besom. Yeah. And take a nice cleansing bath with mm. some new moon herbs and just kind of reset and get ready for the rest of the lunar cycle. And some herbal correspondences. You said, oh, it's so funny you said that. So oats are actually a really good... Oh, because they're good for abundance. Yeah, not only that, they're warming and moistening. So those are their Mm. energetic properties. But they alleviate nervous exhaustion. So before the new moon, there can be a lot of tension of, like, all the things that you're wanting to do. Or, like, even Mm -hmm. when you're starting to set those things. So it's really good for calming you down. Oats are actually an antidepressant, too. Interesting. Yeah, they have antidepressant qualities. It's like that oat milk and stuff. It's really good as a mood regulator. Mm -hmm. I only drink oat milk. Yeah, you do. I love oat milk. Yeah, and they're very nutritious. um, And so it also... Also lends to that foundational strength that yeah. you need when you're like going out to get these new things. Hell yeah. Yeah. Ginger is another good one because it's kind of spicy. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And that's is. good for, that's used in like those prosperity and abundance spells like the oats are. Yeah. But yeah, it kind of like awakens our senses and mm-hmm. calls us back to our body so we can totally. get to action. Blessed thistle is also a really good mm. one. Um, it's clarifying and clearing are the properties of that. So it acts, it acts as a blood purifier as well, which that was something new I didn't know, but um, it reestablishes balance in the body. Like, it's really good for hormonal health, too, oh, in the body. Neat. Mm-hmm. And then lavender. Lavender's yeah. going to be great for a lot. Herbs have a lot of different right. properties, both medicinally and spiritually Mm -hmm. so that's why we always talk to our herbs even though some people make fun of us but (laughs) (laughs) it's always important to whisper the intention to your herbs because like I said it's downloading those herbs and giving them their job because they do so many things you have to micromanage them a little bit because they just don't know what to do sometimes and whispering to your herbs the only con in like a pros and cons list is that someone might think you're silly and (laughs) it's like so whatever yeah I don't care (laughs) yeah it's like it might not like 
in that thing, like, it's yeah. like, if it doesn't work in yeah. their world, if it doesn't work, then I'm not losing anything, yeah. you know, and if it does work, well, then it's better, so right. it's like, you're, it's not, it's a win-win. We whisper shit into everything It's a win-win. Do. It's a win-win. Because you never know who you might never, be listening. You never know. <laughs> but it's also got those Nervine properties, because, you know, oh, lav- lavender is yeah, yeah, relaxing yeah. Right, and right, stuff right, like right, that. Right. Speaking of lavender... Yeah. Our friend Jessica made the best lavender honey whipped cream for those <gasps> cakes for Beltane. So also, if you want to have a badass dessert, take some lavender, some honey, some whipped cream. Maybe we can get Jessica to put the recipe on here because that yes. shit was the bomb. That was so good. Oh, it was so good. But lavender helps soften the edges, kind yeah. of. So you're thinking, think of like the nervous energy of what it is to start something new. These are all ones that are going to kind of either snap you into action or calm some of that nervous energy. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love the way that you said that. Yeah. Like, to I, soften I don't, the edges? I, well, no, no. To what it feels like to start something new. Yeah. Because... I guess I've never thought about the new moon in that mm-hmm. way. I've thought yeah. about the new moon, I guess, almost in, like, a dark moon way. Right. Like, you yeah. know, where, I, where nothing's happening, mm-hmm. you know. But the new moon, it's not. It really is. It's starting something yeah. new. You're literally starting the next... You're starting the I'm, cycle, the lunar cycle. In of the my month. head, I've never considered the new moon the beginning of the cycle for some reason. Because it falls in the middle of the month. Yeah. And the full moon is at the end, so it seems mm-hmm. like that ending signifier, but really the full moon's in the middle. Yeah. You know? And it's all, it's kind of how, like, the beginning of the year really doesn't start until, like, astrologically, if you think about it, so... So the new moon is the beginning. It's the beginning, yeah. Oh, Like, we live in the, what, is it the Gregorian calendar, Mm -hmm. like, that somebody made, like, Mm -hmm. when back in the day they were living by these lunar cycles in this lunate calendar... And not by that, you know what I mean? So, yeah, time is a man-made construct that we do to fit into, to make work happen, to make that nine to five possible. Yeah. But really, it's about working with the cycles of the earth, you know what I mean? And that doesn't necessarily start on the first of the month. Right. Oh my gosh, I'm so silly. So, <laughs> I'm so silly. So, um, the Jewish calendar... Uh-huh is a lunar calendar. Right, doesn't it, because so, it starts. Yeah, you so it's a, a lunar calendar, so the months are based on the cycle of the moon. And I'm sitting here thinking that the 15th of the month is the new moon, because right. that's how I'm like, oh, well, no, it's yeah. the 15th of the month, I've always seen the new moon in the middle. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. The new moon is Rosh Chodesh, which is the first day of a new month. There you go. The new month starts on the new moon. The 15th of that month is the full moon. Mm. Fucking duh. I there look at go. the, I literally look at the, All the Jewish time. calendar. The yeah. Hebrew, it's in my Because when did your year technically start? It was in February. It's in September. It is. It's in September. Yeah. That's right. You started yeah. in September. Rosh Hashanah mm-hmm. is the new year. Yep. And it's usually in like September. But like, because it's a lunar calendar, like, the Gregorian calendar is a solar calendar, right. so it's 365 mm-hmm. days. The Jewish calendar um, is not, because it's lunar, right. you know? So so every, I think it's every four years, but don't quote me on that. It could be longer. It might be seven or nine. I don't know. I'll have to look <laughs> it up. But every certain number of years they throw in an extra month okay so that it evens back out to stay uh, within the, the Gregorian calendar okay, gotcha. it, within the solar calendar huh. because if it didn't it would just be shorter and shorter and shorter and it would just like keep being another year another year another year gotcha. so basically they have to put in another month to extend it to push it back to the front calendar yeah also like tarot and yeah. stuff came 
Yeah, like from Kabbalah. To, yeah, so uh-huh. it's just kind of... Yeah. Well, yeah. It's crazy correlate. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. tarot is so much derived mm-hmm. off yeah, of, like, spiritual... Yeah, from Kabbalah. A lot of our huh. spiritual practices are derived from Jewish history. It's yeah, crazy. a lot of a lot of our witchcraft practices are actually rooted in Jewish history. Yeah. Christianity and witchcraft are two very separate entities. Yes. Judaism and witchcraft are not in that way. Right. You know, obviously there's a lot of modernization mm-hmm. in especially American witchcraft right. practices, but like a lot of that stuff is rooted in Jewish history. Mm-hmm. So there's an overlap more often, you know, and, and Kabbalah is literally Jewish mysticism and and it's a, it's a something, Kabbalah is something that you, you spend your whole life studying and it's like a, it's like a big deal for a Jewish person to like, right. It's a lifelong practice, you know? A lot of these practices we have, I think as Americans, a lot of witchcraft history is rooted in English witchcraft Mm -hmm. or Irish like Celtic, Celtic stuff, stuff yeah. you know, so we have that image of witchery, right. imagery, because of Puritans right. and because of American history. Mm-hmm. We get a very specific picture of what a witch of what it is. is when it's so many things, right? Which is Salem why good, witchcraft right, trials, is, you know. Yeah. Which is why it's good to learn, and that's why we usually do history mm-hmm. of certain things because it's good to learn about being able to bring in the ancient Egypt yeah. and the African practices yeah. and the different, like you know, Eastern European countries mm-hmm. and Native American culture and like yeah. all these. Because it's important; they all right. have basis right. in the craft, and, and and witchcraft should be accessible to everybody. Absolutely, this is something that should be available mm-hmm. to everybody, no matter what you look like. And I can imagine, you know, I do know, like. It blew my mind when I realized how closely linked a lot of our practices are mm-hmm. to the history of Judaism. Yeah. And it felt a lot more personal. Yep. Witchcraft can look like anything or yeah. anybody. Absolutely. Because we all have magic inside of us. And anybody can be a witch. Absolutely. Anybody yep. can be a anybody witch. Anybody can. Yeah. I went off on a tangent, but oh, I was sorry. feeling my feelings. She is feeling it, and we let her. Because that's what we do here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So... I don't even know how we started talking about that. New but, moon um, and new moon lunar stuff. calendar lunar with calendar the... and stuff. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, 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 very cool. Moving on. Moving on to the crystal correspondence. <laughs> um, so for the new moon, citrine is going to be a great one. Because yeah. of the success, wealth, and abundance properties of it. Uh-huh. Selenite is going to be a good one, which is going to be good for a lot of them. But, yeah, always. You know, yeah, so and clear quartz, same thing. Because mm-hmm. clear quartz is one of those crystals that can be charged with any energy and intention you want. Right, right, right. Um, but another one, and you actually wear this ring all the time, the labradorite, which is good in assisting with spiritual and personal transformation. And then an oddball, um, I've heard of it, but I don't have any, and I really want some, but black kyanite. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, because it helps you release the past and clear your yeah. chakras, so it's great for, like, that new yeah. beginning energy and stuff. Yeah, I've had, I've read about that a lot with it, like, It's pre- crazy looking, with, like, too. Grief yeah. and trauma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. Re- also a really good one for that. The blue kyanite is really good yeah, for the, kyanite, yeah, for the grief and trauma and stuff. Because there's lots of different colors of crystals, too. Yeah. Just like <laughs> and color correspondences. Right? That's a whole other it's class. a whole other one. But, yeah, so let's, so that's the new moon, which, you know, everybody kind of knows a little bit about that one. But Yeah, I just didn't know when it was. Right? <laughs> and now you know there's the difference of the magical energies of the dark moon and right. the new moon so that's pretty cool and it and it's helpful for me mm-hmm. to understand it in like a 3d perspective yeah. of like okay it's the new moon so where does that mean the moon is yes 
Mm-hmm. And that is when the moon and the sun are in the same spot. Right. And the moon is in between the earth mm-hmm. and the sun. So the you can't so the light void. isn't there's no light there's no light reflecting. Surface. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's so they're in the same sign. Yes. So whatever sun sign, whatever astrological season you're in, mm-hmm. the new moon during that time is going to be in the same yep. sign because mm-hmm. they're in the same spot. And we'll touch a little bit, you'll, I did a little for you on the end, tail end of this. Cool. Um, just for you. Just for me. But just for you. you. knew I was going to ask yes, these questions. I did. Let's go on to the waxing crescent. So let's get into some of the ones that we yeah, don't Yeah, all right, Jesse, move it along. <laughs> we don't normally Keep your questions about. to yourself. We got Hold places until to go. Hold <laughs> The waxing crescent. Message received. It's when the moon grows brighter. I didn't mean it like that. The waxing crescent yeah. is when the moon is going brighter and it's getting mm-hmm. closer to its fullness. Um, this is the phase. The things that we initiated in the new moon, they start to take shape. We start to see like the physical representation of the things and the intentions mm-hmm. we put in for the new moon. It's a reflection of our commitment to our intentions. It's a reminder that our time, our effort, our determination are all key factors into establishing those roots mm-hmm. of our new moon intentions. And it's how we like build that strong basis of all those whisperings we did, you know, mm-hmm. to the moon and stuff. This is a great moon to let go of any old beliefs and patterns that are going to block the new growth. So energies to work with during this are going to be ones of creativity, confidence, drawing love, fertility, happiness, fearlessness, inspiration, Mm. legal matters are actually a great thing to work with. Legal matters that turn into your favor, luck, money growth, new love, opportunity, promotion, and many more. So it's got some of the correspondences of the new moon, but it's more of like big, big magic. Like you're going there and you're kind of like oomphing it up. Like Mm. you set the intentions. Okay. But what are you really trying to get the ball rolling on here? And you can do, you know, similar to some of the Newman magic, you can still do those things in the waxing moon. It's not specific to the new moon, you know what I mean? Yeah. So as with the new moon, um, in Greenwich, it's a great time to make stimulating brews. Energizing nervines. Because it's like, get up and go. Like, you want that action because okay, you're yeah. you're taking the steps to bring... Because we the, can't... You're in the first lap. As much as we would like to just sit back and think that we can just plant these seeds. And like, yes, there oh, is some part of... Right, there is the part of where you release the resistance and you just let things flow. But you can't just sit on your couch like a lazy pants and not make these things happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? lazy pants. <laughs> So, yeah, like, as far as, like, make brews like that and things, anything with, like, hot and moist energetic properties, any excuse to say moist, I will. So, I'm going to say it again, moist, hot and moist. Tell me, tell me which herbs are hot and moist. Oh, I'm going to tell you. So, like, allspice. Oh. Bergamot. Uh-huh. Laurel is a great one, um, which I haven't really worked with laurel yet, so I'm excited. But mustard powder. Yeah. Lemon balm. Bay leaves. All of those are going to be great ones too and like so with herbs balm is big moon energy Mm -hmm. yep big moon energy anything like that anything that has like abundance and growth and go get it vibes Mm -hmm. and that's a lot of times with picking herbs for hot and moist when i say energetic properties i mean the physical energetic properties of the plant well they invoke those things how ginger is a hot and 
drying herb because think about when you eat a piece of ginger mm -hmm. the physical sensations mm -hmm. in your mouth when you have it there's that mm -hmm. bite and spice but there's also kind of like you, you need have a drink a, of water after. you have a different biological reaction yeah I think moist is also like synonymous for like think about mucus your producing. Yeah, like your like or salivation. Salts. Yeah. So it's invoking salivation yeah. properties too. Yeah. yeah. So things like that. Mucilaginous. Um <laughs> yeah. So and lavender again is gonna be one because that's just one of those herbs that have properties that are a whole span of things, you know? So right, whis right, right, whisper yeah. into those fucking herbs no matter what they tell what they're you. Doing. And <laughs> even if you don't know. Right? <laughs> But great crystals for the waxing moon. They're yeah. going to be pyrite, which Ooh. is also called fool's gold. Yeah, you know? I like pyrite. Emerald, amazonite, mm. carnelian, which is a great one. Oh, and sometimes you can even think like, so your waxing crescent, think sacral and solar plexus vibes. Okay. Like, okay. You know what I'm saying? So like yeah, your, new moon, your, way up. your new moon is going to be more root chakra based mm -hmm. because you're rooting down, you're planting those seeds. You're waxing as you're like, go get it. You're fucking going and you're getting that I shit. I love thinking about it that You know what way. I'm saying? It helps kind of remember yeah. it easier. So like crystals that correspond in those colors or that have those same properties are going to also help because it's that get up and go. It's that, I love thinking you know, about it that yeah. way. Yeah. So there you go. Um, and then after the waxing crescent, moving along, you have your first quarter phase. Mm -hmm. And that's when she's half full. Um, it's a reminder that once you've gone this far you might need a little push to keep it up. Because we all know, you know, we all have the best intentions. It's kind of like those New Year's intentions that we set. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, right. You know, and then you do them for like two weeks. And then, so it's a good reminder. It's when you want to take a moment. The first quarter is when you want to take a moment. Your glass is half full. You want to look at what intentions you've set. You want to see where you're at. Yeah. What can you do to keep this shit moving? You know what I mean? You're taking a look at where you've looked at. Where can you put all of your effort like where can you give it full-hearted effort it's a reminder that you may not get it right the first time but that's okay just keep trying think obstacles Ganesh is a great deity to work with because it's like the remover of obstacles so really? this is the first quarter phase is usually like so all those intentions you've set for the new moon this is kind of the time where it's like some obstacles might show up or some resistance might okay. show up that's kind of like stepping in the way like, oh, no, no, no. First and so quarter. it's a chance for you to stop, look at those obstacles. How can you get past them? Okay. You know, harness that courageous energy. A lot of solar and sacral work is good at this time. You want to use that energy to kind of attract the things you want. Take a look what you can do to make these things come to fruition. It's a great time for road opening spells. Um, I've got a great road opening, opening oil that I'm going to put on the blog. Um, yeah. But first quarter moon is a great time to put on that oil, like anoint your candles with it, or even wear it on your solar and sacral chakra yeah. centers. And it'll kind of help remove those obstacles out of your way. I love way. that. Yeah, because that's kind of what it is. Yeah. I'm always a person who's like, you get started and you're like really excited yes. and you have the energy behind mm -hmm. you. And then as soon as you start to hit obstacles, I'm just like, maybe I don't need to do this. <laughs> and see, and in this, so working with the cycles and stuff, it's a way yeah. to kind of, it's a reminder. It's like a ding, like, okay, where are we at? And yeah, it's interesting yeah, yeah. when you get that feeling, see where the phase of the moon is. Yeah. Because if we are made up of mostly water and if the moon does affect the tides and the mm -hmm. gravitational pull of those things. Right. Why wouldn't it be affecting us in those phases, you know? So it's a time for you to kind of be like, okay, are these obstacles that are really going to stop me yeah. from getting to, do I really want what I wanted as bad as I wanted? You oh, know what I mean? check in with yourself Yeah, it's there, like a yeah. check-in. Is you know? it worth it? <laughs> yeah, you know, and then 
get past those. Yeah. So you can make those intentions come to fruition. Got it. Man, I didn't know shit about the moon phases. I'm going to be <laughs> real honest with you. <laughs> but yeah, and like I said, so it's that reminder. It's a reminder to take action, mm-hmm. jump over those hurdles. Yeah. Remember what you set out to do for right, the new moon. Right, right, you know? right, right, yeah. Write your to-do list. You can write a to-do list. This is a good time to kind of... We read this really good book, and I can't remember what it's called, but we both listened to it. But it was that one that was talking about breaking down your goals into, like, steps. Like, into smaller steps. Yeah, smaller steps. So think about it in Uh that sense. It's when you kind of want to write your to-do list and journal around your intentions that you set and any obstacles that showed up Mm -hmm. and how you can veer around go around go through go mm-hmm. over whatever you need to do mm-hmm. so rosemary and bay are going to be great herbs mm-hmm. for this but also fever fuel and borage which borage is like also one of those mood regulating herbs and it's used of a lot of like depression things so it's mm-hmm. kind of giving you that extra boost to not get down on yourself um basil is another good one but there's so many but those yeah. are just a few and then crystals onyx Lapis lazuli is going to be great for that as huh. well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the clear quartz and the selenite. Those yeah. are going to be good for all the phases. Yeah, They're right. just, like, go-tos. When in doubt, use just, clear quartz. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, so. Quick little witch tip. Right? <laughs> so the moon is now almost full. It's grown in intensity. Yes. We've passed the first quarter. Yes. And now we're coming up to the waxing gibbous. It's like a little pregnant moon getting ready to burst. You know what I mean? Where, like, for a couple days you're going, is it full? Yeah, right? Is it? Is Is it it almost full? full? Is it? Not today? No. Oh, okay. (laughs) Looks full. Doesn't it look full? Looks full. Right? And this, you say that, so it can be a stressful phase. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you're unveiling a work of art. Like, you're waiting for this work of art to be unveiled, and it's like you're almost there, you're almost there. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So, it's a time to stay focused. Yeah. Look at all the details. Uh Uh-huh. Decide what needs to be reworked, adjusted, tweaked. This is where you, this is the tweaking phase. This is where you tweak all the little dials to make out, make sure. Before the big show. Before the big show to make sure everything comes out smoothly. You can edit the rough copy. That's how I like to, you're editing your first draft. Okay. You know what I mean? And then this is where you're coming out. With the final script. Yeah. I like Um, that. mm -hmm. And it's important during this time, don't get fixated on things that don't really matter. Mm. A lot of times we create all those, like, inner dialogues that don't fixate on the how. Mm -hmm. Just know that it's going to happen and your job is to just do whatever you can to make it so. But don't stress yourself out over it at all, please. (laughs) Don't. Where are we right now? So. So we're in waning gibbous right now. We're waxing. No, we're no, waning. We're waning, we're we're waning. waning gibbous. So we're, I don't think we're in second quarter yet. Okay. But so we would be waning gibbous, then it's second quarter, then it's waning crescent. Okay. Yeah, so. I'll call it out when I find there out. There you go. Um, <laughs> and it's also a reminder, like, things don't work out all the time the way we plan. Mm-hmm. Um, this phase helps you realize, like, what you need to evaluate, what you need to give up and change direction on. Mm. So you can reap the benefits at the full moon. Yeah. And you might need to make some sacrifices in order to do that or change your course or your ideals about something or your perspective about something to make those things happen. Mm -hmm. It's also a great time to build your strength and prepare your magic for when the moon comes full. Oh, Mm -hmm. working up to it. Yeah, doing meditation during this time on the things that you wish to come to fruition. They're excellent things to do. Some plants to work with during this moon phase are poppy. Ooh. Primrose, mm-hmm. violet, skullcap, mm-hmm. elder, among many others, because there's a million. And we're not Disclaimer: gonna do- Don't 
ingest poppy seeds if you get drug tested. Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> and I'm talking about California poppy, so yeah. the, or not the poppy seed. So California poppy is used for, it's like a, it's a sedative herb. Yeah. Not a pain relieving You'll herb. pop. You'll pop for You'll coding. Pop hot. You'll pop, pop for hot. coding if you eat poppy seeds. Seriously. I remember in high school, some of you like, I ate a poppy seed bagel and I popped hot on my drug test. Yeah, no, seriously, you will. <laughs> you will. Yeah, codeine and one other thing. Shit, um, But yeah, opiates. All opiates. All because opiates. opium is derived from, from the poppy poppies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you will. Hot, <laughs> hot. Yeah, don't eat everything bagels <laughs> if you get drug tested. I mean it. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer: Don't do drugs by yourself. Um, crystal correspondences for this man. Yes. Amber. Okay. I just got some amber, like some fossilized Did amber, you? which is really cool. Is yeah, there it's a super light. With dinosaur blood in it. I wish. I wish there was, but there wasn't. Um, orange calcite and oh. tiger's eye. Ooh, I love mm-hmm. tiger's eye. I do too. And then we have the full moon. Here she so is. After after Miss the waxing gibbous. Lady Luna comes into her full glory, and we have the full moon. Yes. And this is the moon of manifestation. This is when all of our wishes, we put them all out there, and they mm-hmm. all come to fruition. This is where we set the intention. All those intentions we set for the new moon are birthed. Mm-hmm. They're, they're now giving birth to our creations. Yeah. You know? And they're brought into the world. Um Full moon is also a great time to do divination and dream work as well. Um, it's a phase of prophecy and is one of the most potent phases. It's a time when everything we've been working towards is revealed and it's put in the spotlight of our awareness, hence the reflection of the moon, you know, mm-hmm. throughout history and the significance of that. Yeah. It's a time where we express gratitude for everything that did come to us and you know, like I said, we make our wishes known to the yeah. moon. So it's a good time to, like, go outside and talk to the moon and, mm-hmm. you know, talk about like, your wishes. like, hey, hey, girl, hey. Hey, you're so pretty. Right? I love <laughs> you. Yeah. I see you up there. Yeah. So it's a perfect time for that. Um, and any spell work surrounding, like, self-love, abundance, and manifestation are mm-hmm. going to be super potent at this time. So during the full moon, Jesse and I like to burn a lot of shit. Yes. <laughs> um, and we do that with our full moon ritual boxes. And what we do is we're burning. We write down all of our manifestations and our wishes, and then we burn them so that the smoke is carried into the universe. Mm-hmm. Our, whisp- our whispers are being whisked off in the smoke. <laughs> it's kind of like seat of the cuff. Yeah. <laughs> The whispering whispers, the wisps. <laughs> but other spell work that you can do mm-hmm. on the full moon are going to be ones that are drawing power to your friendships. Oh. Um, garden blessings, mm-hmm. health, business success, abundance, etc., etc. <laughs> Use this time to receive and be in touch with the energies behind that and take stock of like any issues you've been ignoring or have been keeping you stuck from moving forward. So you're taking stock of any issues or things that are holding you back so you can go into the next lunar phase with a clear slate. Okay. Yeah. And then some herbal correspondences for the moon. St. John's wort. Oh. Mm-hmm. Hawthorn um, mm-hmm. in the berry or the leaf form. Pine. Jasmine. If you don't have a berry, get the leaf. If you don't have a berry, berry some cream. Um, <laughs> jasmine. Vervain. Rue, mm-hmm. fennel, among many others. And some crystals are going to be selenite again. We'll say that every yeah, time. Yeah, always. Um, chrysocolla. Oh, okay. Yeah, sodalite. 
jade and a lot more but yeah those are some good ones to work with and then let's get into the waning i love the wanings because okay. they're very underrated um so after the uh full moon we yeah. have the waning gibbous which is what i think we are in right now did you look that up i have a yeah moment. i today's the third quarter the third quarter fate though yeah look the last quarter the last quarter i was gonna say there's no such thing as the third quarter oh yeah the last quarter <laughs> so it's the last quarter cool we'll get to that okay yeah. so before that we had the waning gibbous um and this is where now like the moon we can physically see it like receding in the sky it's sometimes called the disseminating moon okay. which alludes to the energy behind it but it's when we share the results of our efforts to the world Okay. Um, it's a time when you ask yourself how your manifestations are helping others and serving a purpose. Um, it's a time to express gratitude to your elders and your ancestors for their guidance as you gather yourself and your tools to begin the descent of the entire moon cycle. We did that red tent on the waning gibbous. Yeah. Cool. And mm -hmm. that was like perfect because we yeah. called, yeah, crazy. Okay. Um, this phase is going to be good to release any feelings behind manifestations that didn't come to fruition okay. and to reevaluate those parts that didn't come to be and how mm -hmm. you can kind of rework that in next time. Yeah. It possesses the power of both light and dark and banishes, banishes that which is not serving us and has the ability to illuminate within us our own spiritual abilities. Okay. That we want to grow. Yeah. I yeah. thought that was cool. But it's a good time to focus your attention on developing your own inner path of knowledge. Okay. To sit with your temple and gaze into So we're, your... like, starting to go inward mm -hmm. now. It's starting to go inward. Like, the waning is all about, like, we're starting to go inward mm. for everything. Like, you first you celebrate your things, you shout it out to the world, and now we're going to start going inward. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, you want to sit with your temple and gaze into the depths of your potential and your soul. Dang, okay. Yeah, it's a good time to remove parasitic relationships that are holding back growth and self-realization. Uh -huh. And at, with all the wanings, it's going to be a good time for banishing and clearing out any negative energies okay. that are holding you back. So you can, like, focus on your spell work in a more productive way. In the cleansing aspect of it, which a lot of the waning moons have, it's a good time to clear out any spaces so that you don't normally touch. That closet or that junk drawer that you yeah. haven't been fucking with for a while. Like, that's a good time to do that. Herbal correspondences for this moon? Mm-hmm. Dandelion. Dandelion. You don't say. You don't say. Sage. Yeah. Rosemary again. Valerian is another good one. And oh, then Valerian. also calcite. Angelite, which that's that Ooh, ancestral, yeah, yeah. that ancestral kind of energy there, and unkite jasper. Huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just got that ocean jasper. Yeah. Yeah, you did. So I'm unkite. I'm not sure. We'll have to check my crystal bible for that because I'm not as familiar with that one. It's one of those off branches of jasper. Right. There's right. So there's, many. So there's so many. There's so many, and they all have different properties. Just yeah. Like right. Just like herbs. Crystals right. are just like herbs in that yeah. sense where it's like you think you never will know everything. But after that, so now we're in the last quarter moon right now. Yeah, today. So let's talk about that. Today. So this is going to symbolize that expansion of your consciousness. Okay. And who we are and what we've created. Good day In the world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it's like you're focusing on what you've created in the world and kind of going inward to appreciate and evaluate that. Interesting. Sometimes the energy can have a feeling of crisis because the end is drawing near. We are sleepy. Yes, and we are sleepy. <laughs> yeah. Symbolically, it's when we disintegrate our delusions of reality and we surrender to being reborn. I does that mean go to bed early tonight? Yes, it does. Yes. Yeah, it reflects the moments when we can finally see the big picture and
and we're willing to let go of old attachments so we can make room for the future. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's a good time to close any pending issues and to quietly renew your inner energies. Okay. You want to be cautious. It gives you an opportunity to remove yourself from destructive behaviors, oh. relationships, situations, okay, things like that, and kind of let go of some negative thought patterns and behaviors Yeah, mm-hmm, that are harmful to your life. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's good to think about. It's also a great time for justice spells, which I thought was interesting. Justice! Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah, like justice spells. Okay. Yeah, and to overcome melancholy and depression... Ooh. I have, I have a justice spell There idea. you go. There you go. <laughs> justice for Elliot. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and overcome melancholy and depression is good to work with on nice. the last quarter moon. Love that. Um, return to sender spells are a good one for this moon as well. Yeah. Get ready. I'm going to do one of them. Um, some herbal correspondences for this moon include dragon's blood. I always like to think it's real yeah. dragon's blood, but it's not. I know. I pretend. <laughs> But frankincense, uh-huh. patchouli, which I know you love. Oh, God, I love patchouli. Yeah. Mullion and clove. If there's one thing about me, <laughs> I fucking love. I love patchouli just as much as I love Nag Champa. There you go. <laughs> just as much as I love wearing my chacos <laughs> at a music festival. Oh, I, I fucking love, love it. patchouli. I can't wait for music festivals. So some good crystals, rose quartz, and that's because we're going inward and we're kind of like assessing I always all of those that. negative thought patterns and like yeah. detaching ourselves from all those things. So rose quartz is going to be great for like that self-love and compassion yeah. aspect. And then bronzite oh. and again, sodalite is another good one. And I think that's because sodalite is a throat chakra based yeah. one. So, and it's really good for like communication with self and with others. So it's really good for that releasing. And then the final phase before the moon becomes dark again is going to be our waning crescent. Yeah. So this is when, like, right before the dark moon. My mom wrote a poem when I was a toddler um, about how I said the waning crescent moon looked like a witch's fingernail. That's cool. Yeah. I'll like have to find that poem. Where do we yeah. get that out of the archives? I don't know. It's in her manuscript. But I remember, and she always said that my whole life, like, the witch's fingernail. Cool. Because that's how I said it. It looks like a witch's fingernail. We're going to we're gonna have to get that out of the archives. Yeah. Put that up on the blog. This is powerful for endings. This is going to be very good magic in endings, and to so we can birth that new beginning with the new moon. It's when the looter, the looter, Lady Luna is at the end of her cycle. It's a time to release what is needed. But to do it with grace. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not just like, fuck this shit Right, out yeah. Out. <laughs> yeah, do it with a little bit of grace. It asks you to be present to the emptiness ahead and remember that what empties will eventually fill. I like that, right? Yeah, I do like yeah, that. It's because a cycle. It, it is. It's a cycle, and it's necessary. Just mm-hmm. like with the cycle of life, like things have mm-hmm. to die to be reborn. Mm-hmm. It's when the veil grows very thin and it makes it easier to receive messages and signs because okay. we're getting close to that dark moon. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, so by honoring the darkness within mm-hmm. and without, you can... So by honoring the darkness within and without, you can discover the greater truths of existence. It compels us to sacrifice for the future. And not only for ourselves, but, like, future generations. So, like, doing that... God, every month healing. I know, right? I have to think about future generations. <laughs> but yeah, it's you're asking. It's asking you to like leave yourself for a second, so you can give your best version of yourself oh, to the yeah, world. Yeah. You know. Uh huh. 
And to do so with service, like, with love and compassion. Because, yeah. you know, everything's not all about us, even though we'd like to think it is. And, yeah. like, and we all become very tunnel vision in life just because yeah. we're humans and that's what it is. So it's kind of a reminder that you're not only doing this work for yourself, you're doing it for the people around you and the daughters who are going to be doing this when we're gone, mm-hmm. you know? So the waning crescent gives us a moment of closure and reflection. And it shouldn't be used for magic that involves any big decisions or new projects. This is like a reflectionary period. So don't start... Uh, don't do anything crazy. Hold on. Don't be doing anything nuts right now. Not yet. Yeah. It's a time to look back at what you've accomplished and to give thanks. Um, not only to yourself, but like to your guides, to your ancestors, to anybody who helped you along the way. Yeah. See what mistakes you've made and how can you tweak those for next time. So... Rituals of gratitude and relaxation. Bath mm. rituals are like where it's at during this phase of the moon. Yeah. And some good correspondences, red clover, because that's going to be, that's a blood purifier and also is like really good for um, hormonal imbalances uh-huh. as women as yeah. well. Skullcap. Yeah. Motherwort, because that's going to be like that nurturing energy. Agrimony. Mm. Holly. Yarrow. Um, yarrow medicinally, like, it stops bleeding. Like, think about that. It's mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? It's interesting how you can correlate, like, the spiritual properties of right. herbs with, like, yeah, the medicinal yeah. properties. But black tourmaline, petalite, and obsidians are going to be great crystals to work with. Interesting. During this time. So, as an herbalist, I wanted to kind of correlate the phases. Let me give you an analogy. So when the moon is new, yeah, we set our intentions to seed. Mm-hmm. As it's waxing, the seeds begin to grow. Mm-hmm. When the moon is full, everything you set comes to fruition. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the waning moon, you want to harvest what is grown. Mm-hmm. At the end of the waning moon and throughout the dark, you take care of the garden by pulling out any weeds mm-hmm. and preparing to begin the next cycle. Mm-hmm. So the cycles of the moon, they're just a cycle of like growth and decrease, mm-hmm. right? So just like you can do successful spell work with anything, working with these is going to make everything more potent and if something seems like it's the wrong phase of the moon to do something so like what i was talking about with rewording stuff you want to do a spell to bring more money into your life but it's like a waning moon Mm -hmm. so a way to do that is you might use a spell to like cut expenses yes or decrease financial strain same end game, just a different way of Clever. doing it. You know what I mean? And then you can still work with the phases of the moon to bring more power to those. Uh-huh. It's just about kind of changing your perceptive. And then... Pull the old right? switcheroo You know what I mean? Love so, that. And then like in the beginning, so when I was talking about the sun and how it moves through the constellation, the moon does too. Mm-hmm. So I put this little tidbit in for you kind of dealing with the astrological wheel because you can also use that just like you do birth charts and stuff. You can also use that with your moon work and those correspondences. So when the moon is in cancer, Scorpio and Pisces, it's a wonderful time to plant or set things to seed. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yes. When the moon is in Aries, Mm -hmm. Gemini or Leo, it's time to harvest. Mm -hmm. And when the moon is in Virgo, Sagittarius or Capricorn, you want to work towards cultivating. Interesting. Right? So yeah, I'm going to put some spells in the blog and yeah. some other tidbits. Jesse's got that great chart, so we'll yeah, throw that yeah, up we'll there the too because that there. goes along with it. But my hope was that now you can kind of move through the cycles of the yes. moon and tie that into life and work with those energies and kind of even notice like if you're feeling a certain way yeah. or a certain energy, what phase is the moon in? What can I do to kind of 
work with it as opposed to just creating resistance or just feeling like life is falling apart. What I really love about that is because up until now, like, really, like, that was really insightful for me. Like, I will definitely, like, incorporate that Mm -hmm. a lot more. Just be, like, just being aware of it. And that's what it is. It's awareness. It's an awareness. Mm -hmm. So now, as opposed to being, like, I'm feeling stressed out about money. Mm -hmm. I need to do a money spell. Oh, maybe I'll go in my book and I'll Mm -hmm. see, you know, what's a good moon phase for a money spell and then get all frustrated because I'm in the wrong one to do that in reverse. Be like, what moon phase am I in? Okay, now what can I do that's specific to that moon phase that helps me fix my problem? Exactly. And like... I was just looking at it backwards. It's Exactly. It's all about perspective. And, like, all of that being said, the biggest thing that I want anybody listening, and you included, me included, because I have to tell myself sometimes, this is a practice. Right, right, right. right. Magic and witchcraft and bringing this into your everyday life is a practice. There's Mm -hmm. no timeline on it. The important thing is that you work with these energies intimately, Mm -hmm. and whether that be a week, a month, whatever you have your the rest of your life to incorporate these things mm-hmm. witchcraft and using these magical practices is something that you're trying to it's a lifestyle choice yeah right so right be yeah easy on yourself take your time like really sit with the energies of each phase and get to know them mm-hmm. and in turn you'll be able to more fluidly do magic without so much resistance you know what I mean and with a better understanding of not only that but yourself yeah and you know like what's going on in you and how to work with that as opposed to yeah throwing your hands up and just letting Jesus take the wheel I missed (laughs) another waxing crescent you know you know I'm never gonna get my spell done right and it's just about well, it's a good how thing there's one every it? month. Yeah. yeah, and how can you reword it? How can you use whatever phase of the moon it is to get yeah. whatever result you're trying right. to get? Right, other than just being like, fuck it, I'm going to yeah. do it anyway, and, and then, then it doesn't for, work. Right, and then for someone like, you know, to, you can do magic, so now it's just a rewording thing. It's yeah, just no, help. that's fascinating, yeah. and honestly, I didn't really think about it that way, mm-hmm. or even in the context, we literally do a full moon and new moon ritual together those, every month, yeah. every year, or every month together. Every year. Every well, year. Will be like 13 that, yeah. times yeah. every month. But, yeah. like, I still didn't think about it in that concept. Of like, I honestly, like what I said in the beginning, yeah. I had my calendar messed up. Mm-hmm. I wasn't starting it at the new moon. Right. Yeah, and it's just about you're intentionally living every yeah. day and working. It's not all about the, like... All the other phases are so powerful as yes. well. Yes, you've got so Lady Luna and its glory. Yeah, it's with the flow of it, and just to kind of get into mm-hmm. that natural rhythm of like we swell up to a point, yes. we recede from a mm-hmm. point, we swell up to a point, it's, we yep. recede from a point, yep. and the magic can flow with that yeah. as opposed to being. It's like, about ebbing and flowing, and being aware yeah. of it every day and all the time, and just feeling and it that. just makes life easier. Wow, just kind of like the plug and play with the astrological charts and better understanding your things this is something you can do to kind of manage the energies in your life yeah not only your magic but just like your mood regulation Mm -hmm. in general throughout the day so i don't know i thought it was pretty neat i learned a couple new things too and i'm excited to kind of like really no i love that that that, really changed the way that i thought about Mm -hmm. it yeah and if you guys have questions definitely hit us up but like that was definitely really mindful for me so i like that a lot Mm -hmm. there it is that was my jam hell yeah so we're gonna do a card pull then a card pull yeah i um i'm glad you said that thing about the astrological plug and play though but let's pull some cards first yeah 
right, so yeah, this is when we do a little interlude in between our talking points to do a little collective Give you guys a break. Give you a break from us jabbering and giggling the whole time to do a little card reading. Yeah, I like to pull from a tarot deck. Ashley usually pulls from an oracle deck. Um, and then we each pull a card, and then we see how they match up mm -hmm. together, and then with our themes as well. Yeah. Not gonna do a rune today because not positive where those are at the moment, but they're probably still packed up from the weekend's yeah, festivities. Yeah, from the weekend. I honestly, my car is still packed. Mine is still packed too. Oh, <laughs> oh again. Nice. And Damiano, we talked about that. Yeah. All I right, know. cool. Of course. So this week, I usually pull from different ones. I usually rock with the Threads of Fate, uh, Rose Oracle deck, mm -hmm. Black and Rose. Um, but since I can't find them right now, we are doing Wisdom of the Hidden Realms by Ooh. Colette Baron Reed. And we're going to see as I shuffle. So I got mine. Ooh. <laughs> she jumped out at me. So I did got, mine. I got go. the Page of Cups. Um, mm -hmm. Which is Earth of Water. Okay. Cups is the sign of water, and right. the page is the court card of representing of Earth. So Earth of Water, and basically we just have like a babe sitting on a, a river bed. Mm -hmm. What do you say that riverside? And she's got one foot in the water. She's there's a fish in a cup. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and it says that this there's a yearning for love, new adventures, and intimate relationships. Fresh, youthful enthusiasm and a willingness to take chances are necessary. Mm. And my herb is Damiana. Love it. Which we talked about a little bit earlier. We used it this weekend. We did. Yeah. yeah. Spiritually, Damiana symbolizes freedom, mm -hmm. um, um, freedom from self-consciousness yes. in relationships. I think you and I were talking about this last week, about how a friend of ours and her husband don't have that self-consciousness right. in their relationship, yeah. and I didn't know how to accurately phrase it at the time. Yeah, like, they just, no. like, aren't afraid of each other. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're not, like, nervous. The other one thinks they're dumb. Like, but that's what it is. Yes. I'm so glad that I pulled this card because I was like, did it? Is I could not words. be eloquent about it yesterday or the day before. Um, so self consciousness in relationships. I have a giant bag of this at home, and I'm glad that I read that. Yes. Um, so because with greater self confidence comes social attractiveness, mm -hmm. and it's also a, a mild herbal aphrodisiac. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Makes you want to get spicy. <laughs> libido booster yeah and it says you can wear it to to attract love mm -hmm. um or else or take the herbal essence to support liveliness and enthusiasm yes it's pretty cool it is cool yeah the affirmation for that is i am open to new loving relationships mm. so i love that for the self-consciousness too uh, the Shadow Queen <laughs> dropped oh, out for me. okay. Yeah, which is acquiring knowledge, insecurity, and manipulation. So, as an ally, so these cards do like an ally and a challenger to kind of give you two sides of right, the coin. Right, 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 right. I remember this stuff. Yeah, so as an ally, the Shadow Queen is telling you that too many of the details are hidden behind your circumstances and are preventing you from moving forward quickly. Mm. She has come with a lantern to help shed light on what is concealed within you or your situation. So on the card, mm -hmm. the artwork, it's a cloaked woman and she's holding up a lantern. She's in the middle of the woods, very mm -hmm. mysterious. Um, but this is a time to wait for more to be revealed. Perhaps you lack clarity and the knowledge of how to proceed with the subject. 
of your inquiry, but it's time to educate yourself a little more about your intention and put that information to work for you. Mm -hmm. She asks you to dig deep to gain strength and that you have the courage to ask someone in the know to shed light on your circumstances. Mm -hmm. So don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, she promises to send that person to you, but beware of moving too quickly. So big Taurus vibes, like chill out. Be comfy. Don't move too quickly. Mm -hmm. Because if you do, you're likely to trip and fall, and you'll have to start all over again. Oh, bummer. Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah, right? And then as your challenger, um, she gently asks you to address your innermost character flaws with compassion. Interesting. Which, those are kind of touristy yeah. vibes as well. But uh -huh. um, for now, it's time to bring your wounded self and hidden agendas into the light. You're seeing the tangible results of those aspects of your nature and have evolved in response to the difficulties in your life. They've been a means to help you survive. Perhaps you're falling prey to insecurity masks, believing that you know best, mm. and comparing yourself to others. Self-consciousness yes. in relationships, you yep. mean? Yep, <laughs> Or you're being too fearful and self-sabotaging. Ooh. Yeah, you may have been taught that manipulating others rather than being direct is a way to get your needs met. Yeah. The Shadow Queen reminds you that manipulation in any form isn't the best method of getting what you want. Even though it might be fun. I'm just kidding. Yeah. But this says that the page must guard against flippant superficiality in relationships. Go. There you go. Um, another meaning that you can also apply is that possibility that you're being affected by someone else's wounded self. Mm. Perhaps you are the one being manipulated. Whatever the case, it's time to take fearless personal inventory and observe what part you play in the dramas and potential disasters in your life. Mm -hmm. When you come to the place of humility forgiveness, and grace, then you can proceed again and walk in the light. There is great value and strength in facing your own shadow in the realm of the Shadow Queen. Mm, that shadow work. Yeah. Ugh. That's really interesting mm -hmm. because this is very much like youthful enthusiasm, yeah. but it also says don't jump into situations without being responsible for your actions. Right. So it's like that like accountability when mm -hmm. you enter into relationships, yep. you know, and that, that reminds me like with the shadow queen, mm -hmm. that accountability to your shadow self, mm -hmm. that accountability to your shadow and, and saying that like when you get into new relationships or you're in these relationships with people, you're accountable for like kind of the maladaptive mm -hmm. behaviors yeah. that come from doing shadow work or right. not being as highly evolved right. to your higher self like Absolutely. we all slip up and we all do things all that do. aren't super cool to the people that we love right you know and and being accountable for those things is really important and it's a part of growth like right. you have to hold yourself accountable to be able to like level up right be sure. able to apologize yeah. and not mm -hmm. just like or because else you end up as a person who just like gets new friends every year right or like is constantly in like a revolving door of relationships right. it's like if you want to maintain the relationships you have you mm -hmm. have to be willing to grow together well and you have to give the other person the benefit of the doubt because right. I think it goes back to that negative self-talk where we always have that negative dialogue in our head and if you continue to have that talk with yourself as mm -hmm. opposed to bringing it into your relationships right with like vulnerability and compassion right. not only for yourself but for them yeah like there's then what's the point? Like, why are you even, right. why do you have friends? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you can be a person who does have, um, you know, have, hold a lot of space for your friends mm -hmm. and, you know, not make excuses for them, but yeah. like understand that they're just people right. and have that compassion for them, mm -hmm. like then 
which I think a lot of empathetic people do, right. you know, or people in, like, caretaking roles do have mm-hmm. that. But, like, to be able to have that same compassion for yourself. Right. That's the big also thing. in that relationship, when you do have a reaction to something mm-hmm. that's not the, your highest self. Right. You know? To be human. able to be like, it's yeah. okay. Sometimes that happens. You know, be able to talk about it with mm-hmm. that person and be like, look, I'm really sorry I reacted that way. We and had that. We, yeah. I think, yeah, we yeah. went through that, you know? And it's 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 a big game of being vulnerable and right. also understanding trusting that we're all just, just trusting and yeah. loving. You know, and we all have our baggage and our programs and the shit that's happened to us that makes us the way that we are. Everyone's just you know? trying their best. We're all just doing our best. And I always, <laughs> like, we've talked about, you know, like, even our parents and forgiving right. and understanding that our parents were just people going through life with doing kids, their doing their best to survive in just a different people. time with different circumstances, different things. And it's like, you can choose to hate your parents forever, or, or... you can choose to be understand. It doesn't necessarily mean you need to kiss their ass but you can be understanding compassionate to like we're all just doing the best we can you know and whether or not you choose to have those energies in your life you can still have that empathy and that compassion my friend read my friend kate read a book recently and Mm. i'm probably gonna get it wrong but she read this book and she said that forgiveness is basically accepting that things couldn't have been any different yeah Mm -hmm. you know to sum it up, but basically saying, like, uh, forgiving is acknowledging the fact that, like, things happened the way they did, Mm -hmm. and it couldn't have been any other way. And forgiveness is good for yourself. You know what I mean? To forgive someone else, whether or not, just because you forgive somebody doesn't mean that you have to have the relationship with them, but when you forgive, you're healing yourself as well because right. you're not carrying around and you're not going over the the thing you know you're not going over what happened over and over and yeah. over and over again and going what could I have done differently or right. how could this have ended up differently like so I didn't get hurt or whatever it is right. or did it didn't hurt someone else and it's like when you just accept that yeah that's happens. what happened you can't change it and it couldn't have been any other way right. then you can just move on and it gives you that contrast yeah. because we need that it's we always talk about like the duality in life and mm-hmm. stuff and we need that contrast to be able to have sustainable growth focus on what you can control absolutely jesse's always reminding me <laughs> like, <laughs> i want to control everything and she's like but can you control yeah this? can you control this yeah. yes okay let's fix it right. can you control it no well then stop Get worrying it. about it <laughs> yeah <laughs> Pretty much. But yeah, cool. All right. I don't know if that, but I liked it. It was good. Yeah, I think it was great. It was great. All right. So yeah. That being said. That being said. Jesse. Yes. (laughs) I wonder which topic you're gonna lay on me for episode nine. We actually had a lot of allusions to it, um, so I'm glad because, okay, so I initially started writing something else. Okay. <laughs> and I had gotten halfway through that, and then I went, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I want to write about something different. So then I was looking at my books forever and ever and ever, and it just kept coming back to this Moon Signs book, and then mm-hmm. I was just like, but I always do an astrology thing, and it's like, yeah, because that's kind of your thing. Yeah. You know, and so I was like, I wanted to come up with something Lean into fun. it. I know, but I I just couldn't, I just couldn't let it rest. So, we're going to talk about Taurus season. Oh, right. But also, sometimes I've, I've noticed in um, some writings I do and some other things, mm-hmm. um, 
I usually just talk about the inner planets. Okay. You know, because yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to go through the whole thing yeah. and touch on all that stuff, but today I am going to do oh, that. Oh, she's going to touch so it. So I'm not just going to talk about Taurus and the outer planets, but I'm going to talk about the outer planets themselves a little bit. Mm, okay. Also in preparation for now offering birth chart oh, readings yeah, through, yeah, Lunar Which Crystalline. By the way. Yeah, so I'm going to start ordering, or ordering, I'm going to start um, giving readings, mm-hmm. offering readings. Yeah. Um, tarot readings and birth chart readings, um, and some, we're going to be offering some other cool services and stuff, but... But we're not talking about, we're talking about you. Can I be... So, today is May 3rd, Mm -hmm. and so we're right in the middle of Taurus season. We touched on it a little bit in the last episode. We did a little bit of how Taurus manifests Mm -hmm. itself, um, in different planets, um, but I'm going to go... A little bit more in-depth than that. And then yeah. we're going to talk about the outer planets. So just okay. a quick recap of last week. Taurus is ruled by Venus. Mm-hmm. It's the most yin of all the signs. Um, it's a feminine sign. It's fixed. Um, and it's an earth sign. And for those that don't know what a fixed sign is. Yeah, you got cardinal signs, mm-hmm. fixed signs, and um, mutable signs. Mm-hmm. Um, so fixed are like the most stable, the most secure, but also like the most stubborn. Like the the, the less the least moving. Moving. Like, if you sense, think about them, thing. if you think about them in, like, like phases right. of, like, matter, okay. fixed is solid. Um, okay. Cardinal, I guess, could be water. water. And then mutable, because it's moving around a lot. You think about how much, it's, like, ever-changing. Okay. So, honestly, I didn't really think that analogy through. So, it could be either one. It doesn't matter. Fixed is solid. <laughs> So, um, what I want to do, and you touched on a little bit earlier, is I want to keep doing that plug and play yes. thing that we're doing. I love the plug and play. Um, it so makes I'm it not feel like I know things about astrology. Yeah. So we're not gonna spend like an abnormal amount of time on it, but um, it's one eleven. I just want to. I want to touch on. I just want. I want to keep doing yes. that, not just for the podcast for and you. for us, but for practice. me because yeah. it's it's really good practice for me. And Taurus is not um, not a sign that shows up in my chart. Um, mm-hmm. It's not a sign that shows up. Hold on, I have your chart right yeah, here. My chart. Hold on, yeah, Jesse's got my chart. Yeah, I do. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> no, you don't either. Okay, cool. So we don't. We have... are legendary soulmates. So yeah, one of our charts are the same. Very similar. Hashtag, Hashtag legendary soulmates. Um, Pattern said that we didn't. That's what they said. So, you don't have anything in Taurus. I don't have anything in Taurus. I don't know many Taurian sons. I don't really know. I don't think I know. I don't really know Do many. Do you know any? No, it's like end of April, beginning of May. I don't really know. It's I either know Aries or Geminis. I don't really have a lot. I mean, I'm sure, of course, we know them. I'm sure we do. But I don't, we don't have any friends who are Tauruses. I don't think so. Mm-mm. So I don't know. So it's, like, that being said, it's good for me to be able to do this, too, as practice, mm-hmm. because I don't know shit about it. Someone's going to come in with a Taurus stellium, and I'm going to be like, oh. <laughs> so I've done a lot of research for this, but cool. also for me. So, like, we talked about with the plug and play method is we talk about what are the keywords of the sign mm-hmm. plus what are the keywords how do that planet impact our life equals how those two things come together and we can so we're going to do that sweet um Taurus is ruled by Venus so if we're looking at a Taurus sun with the decans right remember the decans from episode decans. whatever so those keywords that we want to focus on for Taurus mm-hmm. um 
Taurus is kind of slow and steady, wins the race. Okay. Um, but very determined. Like, once they get going, they're going. You know, very dependable, a lot of follow-through. Conservative, not really crazy, not taking a lot of risks. Maybe that's why we don't know any Tauruses. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're insane. <laughs> um, but they're, they're focused on, like, establishing, like, stable and secure physical lifestyle kind of rooted in one place. Um, Taurus is ruled by Venus, so there is an appreciation of art and beauty and sensuality and all those things. So, stable doesn't mean boring. Right. Stubborn or resistant to change doesn't mean boring. Right. We're Sagittariuses, so I think sometimes we can associate not wanting, not being, like... Not moving Moving and exploring and traveling and all those things. Staying in one spot would seem very boring for us. But, for someone you know, that's a Taurus or has Taurus placements, you know, that's going to be the way that they feel comfortable Mm -hmm. and that they want to live their life. Like, that's a purpose. So, like, people who buy a house and live in it forever, you know, like, like, when you really put your roots down. Gotcha. So, the main words that we want to focus on with that plug and play um, are stable, Mm -hmm. secure, fixed, stubborn, and rooted in one place. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if we can focus on those kind of elements, of course we're able to bring in other aspects of right. it. But for, like, the very base plug-and-play, we'll look at those okay. words. Um, so when you look at your sun sign, your sun sign is, like, your level of physical energy and your purpose in life. Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I read a good analogy today that it says the sun is, like, the boss of your personality. Right. Like, yeah, you know, with Mercury's communication, yeah. like, that's, like, the secretary. But, like, the sun is the boss. He tells everybody else what to do. Um, and then it's that your style when okay. you are at your best. Okay. Like so, that's like the emulation like of like your like who, you, who you, are. you are. Yeah. So, Taurus is ruled by Venus. So the first decan of Taurus, those first ten degrees, right. because every sign is thirty degrees. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what decans are, go back to episode six, Mm -hmm. something like that, astrological geometry, and learn about decans. So for the first decan, it's ruled by Venus Mm -hmm. because it's the ruler of the sign. Your second decan is ruled by Mercury, and then your third decan is ruled by Saturn because you go through the earth signs. Right. So the next earth sign after Taurus is Virgo, Mm -hmm. ruled by Mercury, and then the next one is Capricorn, Capricorn. ruled by Saturn. Cool. Um, so that's just a little well, quick little thing. How do I know that? But I pay attention. Um, but so Taurus sun, your purpose in life. So we said like stable, secure, rooted in one place. So like the way the purpose in life for a Taurus sun is like establishing like a comfortable, materially secure life mm-hmm. through sustained effort. Basically, okay. and and within like established I think like a farmer spheres, or like, yeah, like or a just like, or like you go to work, you work your forty hours, you get your paycheck, like you banker. come home, yeah, something like that, like established yeah. roles, yeah, mm. um, solid people, dependable most of the time. Um, Torians are very sensual. This is another word really? that we can, yeah, because okay. we here stable, yeah. secure, rooted in one place. We think boring, right? But so I was like, but no, it's sensual, and like, but it's ruled, ruled by, by Venus. Venus. Okay, so super sensual, and okay. I don't just mean in a sexy way where no. you don't see like it, it's not like that really powerful watery right. sexiness of Scorpio right. or like those big fiery energy. It's sensual. Yeah, it's pleasurable. It's all your senses, the way things mm. feel, like really good. 
food, yeah. really comfy clothes, you know, gotcha. really pleasantly smelling candles. And so like sex, but you're yeah. like, no, sensual. No, sensual, you know, okay, slow, yeah. steady effort, mm. security, comfortability. I like this too that I read. When Torians work, they work hard. Right. And when they play, they relax. <laughs> Okay. They don't play hard. You never associate, like, re- well, at least we don't, yeah. like, relaxing with Play, playing. But pleasure, yeah. But, re- like, sense. reclining. It's not, yeah. I'm playing, so I'm going to go, like, literally, like, like yeah, do something hard. crazy. Yeah, like, when we're like, all right, play like, hard, party, or, like, yeah, whatever. It's, it's like, just, like, snuggle up with a book. And, relax. Like, get your cozy socks mm-hmm. on. And, and, and there is a very good distinction there. Yeah. Of like this is work, mm-hmm. this is relaxation. Oh, a nice yeah, work life balance. I have no idea. Yeah, what yeah. Is that? <laughs> I don't know. Torians do. We don't know any. I was telling my mom the other day. I'm like, what's a weekend? I was like, Jesse and I have a weekend in like I don't even know how long since what we started that? this podcast. Right? <laughs> Tradition, steadiness, mm-hmm. stubbornness, possessiveness. Okay. And possessiveness in the sense of. Owning things, like owning possessions. Gotcha. And and when we get to Venus, I'll talk about it a little more, but not like jealousy, not jealous possessiveness. Possession, just, just like your mind. All that hard work yeah. and stability you have. This is like, mine. I yeah, built okay. this. This is mine. Cool. So that's the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on, we move on to the moon. Right. Um, so I was looking at moon signs a little bit earlier today in that gardening by the moon yeah. and looking at stuff like that. So I looked at that a little bit, but I didn't talk about it. So there's no point in me saying it. But, <laughs> plug and play. Okay, Taurus. What's right. Taurus? So it's stable. It's stable. Stubborn, it's security. Sensual. sensual. Yeah, all these yeah. S words, right? These... Okay. And your moon sign is your emotional needs mm-hmm. and your emotional expression. Right. Um, your home, your private life, and then your innermost needs. Your home and your private life. I've never thought about it that mm-hmm. way. Okay. Well, I mean, so, okay. Well, that makes sense. Think about like this. If you think about the sign of cancer, right. which is ruled by the moon, mm-hmm. that's like, like your rising right. sign, that's like home and right. hearth. Okay. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you think about sense. your moon, emotional needs and expression, home, private life, innermost needs. Mm-hmm. Coupled with stable, secure, stubborn, sensual, etc. Okay. So, this appears as stubbornness, mm-hmm. resistance to change, but very emotionally stable. Okay, that's nice. Predictable, secure, and that means financially, that means emotionally, you know, that means in relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, Torians can be seen as, like, the most emotionally stable placement. And when fire signs like us, we look at those things, you know, and we see people, like, not reacting. We're just like... Makes me mad! Yeah, but also, React like, with me! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm escalating! Yeah, Escalate! Like, you, you know, or, That's like... an earth sign thing yeah. for sure, though. But that doesn't mean emotionally void. That doesn't mean dumb. That doesn't mean any no, of those things. Just not mean... complex. It just means, like, this is where they're comfortable. Um, so, mm-hmm. they value quality. Um, they value permanence, calm, comfortable environments, like a solid, comfortable home. Mm-hmm. I, I like this. It says, don't push Lunar Torians into anything. Okay. Like, don't make them do something. It needs to be their idea. But once they're doing it, once they've made the commitment, they're going to see it through. Cool. They tend to avoid kind of like, quote, like, messy situations, like, dramatic. Because they're too stable. Yeah, they're like, I'm not dealing with that. Um, so they, but they also might not recognize, like, a partner's 
need for change. Mm. Because they kind of avoid all that stuff. They're like, I'm happy doing the same thing, eating the same lunch every day. That works for me. I like it. I'm comfortable. I know what to expect. Um, and then someone just might be like, well, I don't want to so eat the same thing every day. So definitely don't be Sagittarius. Yeah, probably. Saying. I don't know. Mm. Depends on how that relies. But basically, but that being said, because they are predictable and they are warm and they are that, they're very romantic. Okay. And they're very sentimental, mm-hmm. you know, in that established lineage probably of like. presents, huh? Yeah, because they listen to you yeah. and they're not thinking about themselves, probably. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. So that's like a Taurus moon. So like all of those like, I know that you you hearing this are hearing it in the same way that yeah. I initially read it, which yeah. is like that's kind of boring. Yeah. But no. But then they say they're so they're sentimental and romantic, yeah. and they remember your birthday. Well, and now and that I'm you like, said they're ruled oh, by that's Venus, nice. that, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, your rising sign is not a planet, obviously, right. but I like to include it mm-hmm. because it always comes into your big... The rising study. sign is where the the sun was in the sky right. at your time of birth. birth. Okay. So, your rising... The rising sign of the day... And this is just... Because it could change, right? This is just one method of doing it. There were many different historical astrologers that had different methods of doing it. Okay. Some may be more accurate than others. How do you do that? I don't know. But this is how I do it. In that every two hours throughout the day it changes. So you go through all 12 of them during the day. Which is why it's so important to have your birth time. So you Because it could go any way. But that... the Your rising sign, your ascendant is the ruler of your first house. Mm. I keep promising we're going to get to houses. I keep saying that. I'm going to do it. I almost did it today. I didn't want to go there, but maybe soon. I feel like Um, I'm just going to learn about it when Jesse does. (laughs) So your rising sign is the ruler of that first house, where the sun was in the sky when you were born, in its orbit. Um, So that's like your image, but also like your spark of life. Sometimes people will even say your physical appearance. Okay, like Like, that mask you put onto the world or whatever? No, literally the way you look. Oh! Like people can say through your rising sign that you'll look a certain way. Really? Yeah, yeah. I even wrote it down. Many Torians will have a rounded nose that turns up at Shut the end. Up. It really? could be a long and elegant or thick, giving you incredible upper body strength. Oh, your neck. Yeah, so your well, neck. Of it says is what, a ram? Uh, a bull. Or a bull, right? Yeah, it gonna... says um, a well-rounded face with sensual lips. Your hair is thick and healthy and your neck will stand out in some way. It could be long and elegant or thick, giving you incredible Ooh. upper body strength. Nice and girthy. A Taurus sign loves to dress fashionably, and they know how to put together an outfit. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Look, now right? I want to know what's, like, what the... What they're supposed to look like? Yeah. yeah. Who knows? But, um, if oh. you are a Taurus rising... Okay. Slow and steady approach to life, practical, conservative, methodical, systematic, hmm. the whole thing. Yeah. So, plug and play there. Love it. Moving on to Mercury. Mm-hmm. So, Mercury is the way that your brain functions, your intellectual interests, um, the way you make decisions, and then your style of communication. Okay. So, that in Taurus is, of course, going to be very conservative. Mm-hmm. People are going to, you know, not... Like, you think before you speak parse, kind of thing. You know, they're going to parse their words a little bit. They're not going to be just... They're going to think about what Off they the say. Off the seat of their cuff. Off the seat of their <laughs> cuff. Yeah. 
So, but sometimes that can backfire, right? They might okay. carefully weigh the options or of these decisions to the point that the opportunity has passed. Passes. Yeah. Oh. Like you're thinking too That's a long. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Overthinking. To the point where it's like it's taking so long, like, mm, I don't know which one to get. This is the kind of person to me that like reads every review of something before on Amazon buy. before they order it and they go, well, do I want this model or do I want this model? They're watching youtube videos yeah. about it and i'm like fucking pick one and then it sells out <laughs> yeah yes yeah and but when yeah. people when torians do arrive at a decision they can be pretty stubborn in their opinions like they're not really changing from okay. that opinion logical practical common sense not a lot of like imagination in the sense of like you know, it's like, this it's is like the answer. black and white, like, there's no gray. Right. Okay. Like, if you hear hoofbeats, don't think zebras. Oh, it's a horse. Think horses. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Like that. Huh. Yeah. Um, like, the uh, the answer is usually the most obvious one, kind of a thing. Sure. Um, they tell it like Boring. it is. Boring. Yeah. <laughs> they tell it like it is. They have okay. a slow and measured communication. They're very deliberate. Mm -hmm. So, like, they mean what they say. Um, and the way that Torian Mercury signs learn is through demonstrations concrete answers and like basic concepts so when i was learning um when i was in school to become an english teacher mm -hmm. a large part of what we went through is the different styles of learning and right. how to teach to different people so i think it's really interesting to look at your mercury sign could right. you imagine being a teacher and, like, using... Yeah, practice? like, I know that you need to learn this way. Yeah, Whoa. based on your Mercury sign. Whoa. So cool, right? I thought about like, that today. Like, why don't we teach all our children that way? Right. There's an idea. What the fuck? And, and it doesn't have to be a big deal while no, you're a Capricorn a Mercury, here, but just something to think about. Yeah, yeah, to so. better navigate. Just like we are trying to learn so we can better navigate our lives. How yeah. cool would that be? Just to... being intentional about it. Yeah. Yeah. For, like teachers to be trained to like mm -hmm. recognize the basic plug and play. Maybe you can do that one day. Maybe you yeah. can teach plug and play to teachers and yeah. so they can successfully Teach to teach. teach. Yeah, right? Huh. Isn't anyway, that cool? That is cool. Really neat. Okay, so when I have a semester, all I I need everyone in the class to have the same Mercury right? sign. <laughs> Moving on to Venus, Taurus is ruled by Venus, okay. so it's very, very happy here. Yeah. Um, it, this is how you attract love. Okay. This is how you appreciate beauty and art, and it's also your capacity for intimacy. Mm. So, that plus... So they're like in long-term relationships then, probably. Yeah, they so take commitment, like commitment really it's like seriously. High kind yeah, of shit. And because they are so resistant to change, they don't like break up with you often. Like, there's not a lot of breakups, is what I'm saying. It's like they're in it for the long haul. Like yeah. they're working through. They're persevering. Like, find a way to make them leave. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, they really appreciate physical closeness. Um, but when I was talking about that possessiveness, yeah. it's not so much like I'm jealous of what you're doing or I'm possessive, like right. you can't go anywhere, but like you're my partner. Yeah. You know. Don't I, do it without me. Well, no, maybe not in a bad way. Right, I mean, maybe like, it can. I mean, obviously all signs can turn right. to a maladaptive. The more they enjoy doing things with their partner yeah. and making it a joint. And, and being like to... an established, like. Why do we gotta put a label on it? Like yeah. they're they're gonna label it. They they're gonna be like, it. yeah, yeah. They want to label it. 
Definitely. Mm-hmm. They want a label. They have a really sensual, innate appreciation of, like, beauty and luxury. And they're very, like, it's a very, like, hedonist vibe. Okay. Of just, like, I want to be really fucking comfy. Yeah. You know, not, like, the taking it. leaves, fanny. Yes. Right, exactly. Okay. Feed me grapes. Gotcha. Like, yeah, totally. Um, they're very loyal and faithful. Mm. Um, they could have a lot of um, artistic potential. Okay. Well, yeah, they have a lot of follow through. Right. Yeah. Right. To be able to persevere and learn something, like learn a trade. Yeah. In their physical world, like they're very much in the physical world, so it's a lot about like creature comforts. Okay. So they're ground, like very yeah, good food, the earth based then, comfy clothes. Yeah, Mm -hmm. just like taking care of like that. Um, they need predictability and dependability in their relationship. So like. We probably wouldn't match well no, <laughs> with a Taurus, like another Earth, another sign. Earth sign, probably. Yeah, or maybe like a little bit of a spark to like keep things maybe. interesting. Without Not a triple spark, though. No. <laughs> They require hands-on expressions of love, so that's definitely not for me, right? Because I don't touch, right? <laughs> so they like massages and things yeah, like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and they um, probably like cuddling mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, massages, and they can, but they can be complacent and like stuck in their ways, kind mm-hmm. of. So that's stubborn. You gotta kind of have a little bit, like, to keep it interesting. You, you know, keep it spite- not because the they're out. stubborn and they don't want to change, but because they like predictability they like, and they know what they, they, know like, what they like. And then they can. That's they, what it is. They, they, it's like don't fix what's not, not broken. broken. There you go. Yeah, you know I mean. Yeah. So, they like to emphasize loyalty and their worth. Like, mm. self-worth is really important okay. to Torians. Um, simple and natural, comfy and cozy. I think of that Scandinavian huga. You know what I'm talking about? It's, um, like, what? It's, like, the comfy. It means, like, comfortable. Okay. And, like, it's spelled H-Y-G-G-E, I'm pretty sure. It's comfy, but it's practical yeah yeah but like huga is like the ultimate like huga is the quality of coziness and comfortable that engenders a feeling of contentment or well-being mm. so it's like the danish and norwegian word for cozy okay gotcha huga h-y-g-g-e that's what i think of when i think of taurus venus okay. or taurus in general like yeah. they want to be comfortable so get them a pair of comfy socks for their birthday yeah and they're attracted to um, long-lasting things in long-lasting relationships, okay. but also like if they're gonna buy. So that's why they like quality because it quality, lasts durability, last long, can trust it. So yeah. that's why they spend hours and hours reading Amazon mm-hmm. um, reviews. So they probably don't have a lot of clutter, I would assume. No, and they have, like, if they're going to get a juicer, they're going to get a good juicer. The best juicer. Yeah. That cleans itself. Where is that at? Yeah. Who's making that? Right. Whereas we're like, just give me the cheap one, I'll figure it out. (laughs) And then it sits underneath your So that's Venus. So Taurus Venus, really happy there because it rules it. Um, Taurus Mars. Mars. Right. Okay, so stable but stubborn, secure, commitment comfy, sensual, plus, um, Mars is your energy quality, it's your sexual energy and style. Okay. Um. So they're missionary. Uh, maybe. 
Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, that sounds right to me. Uh huh. Maybe doggy. Adaptability is not their strong point. Yeah, so probably you get like three. But they're really sensual. Okay. So So there's a lot of foreplay, and they know what works. Why change it? If I know that this 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 is working, why are we going to change it up? Exactly. Um, Can we do that? Can we make all this? Can we do all this sexual positions? Yes. Cool. That's the thing. Um, It's how you go after what you want. It can represent like the masculine side of us but also if you're into it it can also represent like the type of masculine qualities we're attracted to Mm. so i'm not gonna say the male side or like what kind of men you're attracted to because obviously it's 2021 we're more highly evolved than to say that like this is what women like you know women are from venus men are from mars like no so i'm saying it as like the masculine qualities Mm -hmm. that we can be attracted to and that can be in a woman or it can be in a he, a she, right, a they, yeah. whatever, you know, some, well, we all have, we all have feminine, feminine and masculine energy. qualities. So the masculine qualities within ourself, as well as the masculine qualities that we're attracted mm-hmm. to because, um, Mars represents sexual energy. Right. And then also kind of like what makes us tick, what makes us angry mm. and like your aggressive instincts, but also like your drive. So change probably makes them angry. Yeah. Change okay. is bad. Um, so they're slow, they're patient, Mm -hmm. um, it's where you apply your energy, so it's to, like, practical accomplishments, like, thinking of, like, building a life, you know, putting money in your 401k, you know, going to work, being reliable, (laughs) yeah, but capable of sustained effort over time, which is not something that I can say about myself, because I'm bursts of energy. I feel like if you can make it work with a tourist, it'd probably be yeah right i mean you can rely on them you know you can rely on them to be there um be a good best friend that's what i feel like i wrote this down because i read this somewhere it says may can they may be able to control their temper over a long period of time before exploding sexually i don't know what that means i don't know but i think it's just like Holding in, holding it in, holding it in, holding it in, holding it in. Like, someone, like, I think that I look at that as, like, someone who seems really boring. Right. They don't have a lot of emotional, you know, you're just like, that fucking guy? But then you find out that he is just crazy in the sack. Right? Like, like in the sheets. Yeah. Someone who walk just, in, there's a sex swing hanging from the fucking And you're ceiling. just like, I'm sorry, what? And his yeah. three moves are on that sex swing, but. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> no. And you, like, tell, you're like, no, I'm, like, I'm telling you, that dude is, like, Whoa. totally hot in bed or that chick is like crazy and they're like what she seems so boring and i'm like no dude no. taurus mars no. no yeah so if you what? find someone with a taurus mars i don't know you know it might get a little freaky <laughs> deeply sensual and passionate yeah though passive and indulgent so it might Ooh. go a little too into it okay like gotcha. you know too i don't know that left. just makes me feel like well that makes me, I think that it, you have, like, a tendency into addiction. Gotcha. In that, like. In like my prolapse stuff, like we were talking <laughs> about. <laughs> like, I was thinking stuff. of, like, the intervention episode of the guy who, like, jerks off all day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can have well-defined long-term goals, um, but these people can be immovable. Um, adaptability is not their strong point. Mm. If you're, like, trying to switch it up from missionary, give them some time. Right. You don't want to just flip over and be like, hit it from the back, Taurus Mars, because they're just going to be like... tell them for the next time. Yeah, don't rush them. But they'll get there. 
So, typically, that's as far as I go. Okay. I usually just go right. up to Mars. We talk about the inner planets. Right. We don't usually start getting out farther yeah. because the farther out you go, the larger an orbit of a planet is, right. the longer it transits a sign. Okay. Okay. So, Venus's transit something like 20 days or something okay. like that. There's like a lot of these only have like a couple months. So people born very, very close together will have the same signs, okay. but often people have a lot of variance in the outer over, ones. no, in the inner oh, ones. In the inner ones. Okay. Because they change all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, your moon sign changes every three days, right. your sun sign changes once a month. Is that why on my chart, like for the outer, it's like people in your generation? Yes. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, exactly. So, um, Sometimes with Jupiter, but definitely with Saturn, Uranus, and Pluto, that's, like, generational. Because they can stay in signs for a really long time. Mm -hmm. Um, I wrote it down. So, let's see. So, Jupiter spends about a year Mm -hmm. in a sign. Really? Yeah. So, about one year. So, that's, like, a pretty sizable peer group. I mean, everybody born in an entire year. Like, I was born in 92, so every single person born in 92 has the same Jupiter sign. Like, that kind of a thing. I feel so old. Yeah, but you were born in 87, so you and and Elliot have the same Jupiter sign. okay. Because you were born, like, three weeks apart. So, all these outer planets, you guys have the same ones. The same ones. Because you were born at the same time. That's crazy to think about. So, um, so that means that if Jupiter stays in a sign for a year mm-hmm. and there's 12 signs, right. that means it takes it 12 years to go through a whole cycle. Oh, shit. Yeah. So. Oh, God. Okay. Jupiter was in Taurus between 1976 and 1977. Okay. 88 to 89. 99 to 2000. Um, 2011 to 2012. Your expanded awareness. Think mm-hmm. about it as, like, Jupiter is the biggest of all right. the planets, the largest planet in the solar system, right. but it's also a gas giant. It doesn't have any land. I never even thought about It's basically that. just one giant storm. Yeah. You know? So you can't land on it. Whoa. So, it's a big brain cloud. That's so, crazy. yes, it's, it's a big consciousness. brain. So it's what people idealize. It's your search mm. for meaning. It's expanded awareness. It's, like, where you can go overboard and where you can go to extremes in your life. Um, so, in Taurus, pleasure and comfort are ideals. Okay. This is, like, your values. So, they value stability. Um, Jupiter is, like, kind of your philosophical, like, alignment. Mm -hmm. So, philosophically, very conservative, learning through, like, hands-on practical experience. So, like, an apprentice. Like, they would apprentice something. Yeah, and for a long time, and then work through their craft, like, someone who's... Like, a monk would probably... A, yeah, a, a or like a, a sushi chef. Or something, yeah. Yeah, like that. Someone who learned origami yeah. for 60 years, like mm-hmm. kind of a thing. You may de- They may desire to accumulate more things materially or yeah. accumulate more sensually. Yeah. And not just sexually, but like... But intimately. Like intimately, but also not just in relationships, like... With food. Things, I feel like really good food. Herbalist would be a tourist would probably be a really good yeah. herbalist. Yeah, and like really like focusing a lot of time making your house. Re- yes, a mm-hmm. chef. Totally. Like focusing yeah. your life on making really delicious food or a really beautiful yeah. home. Like you could be 
a Taurus Jupiter could be like a home decorator or like a designer, you know, or like an architect or something like that. Jupiter was in Taurus in 1976. Taurus Jupiter attracts the most good fortune when they're charitable. Um, generous but discriminating, obviously, because they want to know where their money's going. Right. They're not just giving it away. Yeah. But being very generous and patient, they need to watch for overindulgence. Mm-hmm. When you think about how they... So they're in charge of the budget. How you... Yeah, <laughs> but also, like, overindulgence and sensual pleasures. Like, not just sexually, but, like, overeating. Yeah, okay. Or even, like... Addiction, like drugs and stuff, drinking too, right? too much, yeah. doing drugs. You know, because you can fall into that excess. You can fall into the extremes. Because you like, because you're ruled by Venus too, and you like that pleasure in that. Right. Yes. Whoa. Right. Okay. Okay. So that's the first one. Okay. Um, Saturn takes on average two and a half years. Okay. To get through a sign. So Jupiter was one year. Saturn's two and a half years. So we're getting farther, farther, farther out. out. Okay. Um, Saturn is, like, Saturn is ruled by Capricorn, Mm. um, so it's really, really, really stable. Yeah. And it's also, like, where we learn our lessons. So, and it reveals your limitations, and, and basically through learning through your Saturn sign, you figure out where your limitations are and how to overcome them. Mm. Um, it's, like, your personal vulnerabilities, the lessons to be learned, your wisdom to be gained. Mm -hmm. Saturn is called the Lord of Karma. Is it? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And it, with Saturn, we need to... Saturn in Roman, or, what is it, Greek or Roman? It's Roman. Saturn is Jupiter's dad. Okay. And then Uranus is Saturn's dad. Okay. Yeah, because Jupiter is Zeus. Right. Yeah. Okay. Jupiter is Zeus. Yeah. So Saturn's his dad. Okay. Yeah. Um, so this is, uh, it's, it shows you how you need to resolve issues inside first and then externally. Mm. So, um, Saturn was in Taurus in the early 70s. Okay. And then in the late 90s, early 2000s. Okay. So those are the two times that it's been in Saturn in Taurus recently. Yeah, because it takes two and a half years to get through a sign. So you're going through 12 signs. Yeah. You know, it it takes a long time. It takes nearly 30 years. I never thought of that. Like, Mm -hmm. that's crazy. So the early 70s, like when my mom was born. Right. And then the late 90s, early 2000s was the last time that uh, Saturn was in Taurus. Mm Mm-hmm. Saturn shows us where we limit ourselves due to fear and insecurity. So Saturn in all Earth signs might have trouble with, like, earthly concerns. Okay. Because it shows us our limitations. Right. So if you're in an Earth sign, that can be, like, finding stability, finding mm-hmm. stable work, finding stable housing. Okay. Um, or financial security, financial mm-hmm. insecurity. Like, you might have a hard time with those. Like, okay. that shows us where our limitations are. So then... It then shows us how to resolve those limitations. Right. Um, with patience, common sense, organization. These are facets of the Torian mentality mm-hmm. that can help us overcome these security and stability the issues. Perceived, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it inhibits the enjoyment of sensual pleasures, right? Because Taurus can fall into that. Yeah. So as far as limitations, it can inhibit that. Um, so whereas... So you a, definitely ain't switching it up in the sex positions with right. the Taurus and sex. Right. But, but it shows you how to overcome that, you gotcha. know? So, like, someone who has Taurus... And that's why it's, like, when you talk about... When you get magazine 
horoscopes and right. they talk about Taurus or they talk about Capricorn. Signs. It's only sun signs because these signs are represented so differently. Mm-hmm. Someone who has Taurus characteristics with their moon sign yeah. or their Venus sign are going to be completely different people that sign. have that Taurian energy in Saturn. Yeah. You know, because it impacts it differently. Um, the planet shows you where it's going to show up in your life. And if it's showing up in the limitations karma aspect versus the love and beauty aspect, it's going to be totally Mm. different. So Saturn in Taurus can increase those fears of losing material security and make you feel guilty about that Mm. indulgence, that tendency to indulge. Mm. Um, But you can develop your inner security by developing a genuine sense of self-worth okay so that's where that comes in for taurus saturn and and for a lot of and for earth saturn signs in general right like you need to build up your self-worth so you have that inner stability so you can feel it in your outer world it's like building a castle on sand until you build that foundation it's just going to keep falling apart Mm. so you got to do the inner work first which i think is a good theme for everything in general so now we're getting farther and farther out. So we're going to, we have three more. Um, Uranus spends seven years in a sign. Shit. Yeah. Seven years. And this is the cool thing. So Pluto wasn't even discovered until the 1930s. Right. So very recent. Is it a recent- planet? Are they still considering it a planet? Because you know I don't they remember. changed it. I mean, it is said. to astrologers. Right. You know, but I, I don't know. know. A couple years, well, maybe not a couple I years. I think they might have brought it back. Okay. I don't they were know. Like it's not a planet. And I was like, what about right. Pluto? So when they, um, this is something that I learned when I was doing this research, but okay, I think is cool. really cool. So, and it's a good way to remember yeah. it because these outer planets sometimes you can be like, what the what? fuck? So the outer planets are a higher octave of the inner planets. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I just learned this. So. Huh. Uranus is a higher octave of Mercury. Oh, shit. So everything that we plug and play about Mercury. It's like that times Communication, um, style of speaking, representation, all of that. Like, the way that you express your interests, your intellectual gifts. Right. It's now that on a higher level. So that's like your mental abilities, your intellectual gifts. Yeah. Sudden flashes of insight. Uranus is the energy of revolution and rebellion, Ooh. and it's every seven years, so that really starts to get generational. It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Jets. So, <laughs> the periods of time that they spend in these signs is considerably longer. Mm-hmm. They cycle through less and less and less. Yeah. Starting in 2018. Oh, like in Uranus is in Taurus right now? Right now, now. yeah. Uh, right now. And it's going to be there until 2026. Mm. So it, it's actually right now. We're in that seven-year cycle gotcha. of Taurus Uranus. The last time that it was in um, the sign of Taurus was in the 30s and the 40s. That's so crazy. it's been a really long time. So when you get that energy of revolution and rebellion, something that you can do with these outer planets is you look at the people born yeah. during the last time. And see the way that they impacted the world since then. So all these people that were born um, basically at the beginning of World War II. I was going to say, like, that was like the Great Depression and mm-hmm. World War II. After and, like... the, the end of the New Deal, after the Depression, beginning of World War II. Huh. So all those people that were born in the late 30s, early 40s, during that time, they had Taurus and Uranus. And all of the babies being born right now 
are going to have the same mental, intellectual gifts, creativity, insight. Yeah, the revolution and rebellion. So, obviously, Uranus always represents revolution and rebellion, but in different ways based on the sign it's in. So, like, world change is fucking happening. Yeah, so you can, like... getting popped out. So, you can look at your sign that Uranus is in Mm -hmm. and then take it back 70 years well more you know 84 years and see what the people that were born then were doing and you can see how it impacted your generation so traditions related to money sensuality interactions with the natural world Mm -hmm. seeking freedom in these areas like that's what Uranus sign does. So we look at Taurus, mm-hmm. sensual pleasures, right. sex, food, mm-hmm. comfort, yeah. home, all of those things. So then you add that. So all of those pleasures, sensual, earthly, worldly, material pleasures, mm-hmm. plus revolution and rebellion. Mm. And then we get breaking taboos related to sexuality. Yeah. Breaking taboos because, so, people born in the 30s and 40s are coming of age in the 50s and 60s. Yeah. You know? So it's like... Like Woodstock and shit. You know, like, like, really these big revolutions in, like, women's rights and... It's so interesting because the way the world is kind of going right now, Mm -hmm. that's kind of exciting to see that, like, all these babies that were born in quarantine... Right. ...are, like... Right, and everything that's happening right now with all... You know, all of the expansion of, like, gender identity yeah. and sexuality and things like that that we can see happening. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a big change for us right. to live in a world where it's like this. The kids being born right now are it's being be born normal. into that, yeah. where that's normal. Right. And then they can move, go on to express that further. It's crazy. That gave me chills. Yeah, I know. So it's, like, powerful intuition for practical matters, finding inventive ways to make life more comfortable. Mm. Like, think about, like, technological advances that came from inventors that were born in the 30s and 40s. You know, to, like, think about, like, 50s, like, getting a television or, like, you know, microwaved meal, like, or things like that, you know what I mean? We don't own a microwave. Uranus is the ruler of Aquarius, and so they they produce a fairly conservative generation that's kind of, like, getting into, like, the baby boomer era, kind of, like, there. Um, so that's pretty crazy, right? The higher octave of Mercury. So that's a really good way to learn this. That's a good way to... Because you're going, like, oh, that's so many planets to memorize so i can just go okay so uranus sign is for a generation what does that look like right plus the higher octave of mercury so next we have neptune so neptune represents like vagueness and confusion okay so as like stable as saturn is this is not that so it's like illusions but also delusions. Here's a really great quote I found. While Uranus is the momentary flashes of a new realm, Mm -hmm. Neptune is that new realm. Oh, shit. Yeah, so this is, like, big shit. So direct knowledge that bypasses logic. Mm -hmm. This is your intuition. Your Neptune sign is your intuition. Your cognizance. Yes, the sixth sense, your clairs, all of them. Um, Psychic gifts that allow perception of entities. Right. Neptune is the higher octave of Venus. Oh. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. 
Okay. Yeah, so all of that feeling, yeah. all of that sensuality, all of these senses, now up here, these senses. Yeah. You got your tactile senses, and then you got your sixth senses, your seventh senses, your clairs, like, yeah. Neptune, huh? Psychic shit. Yeah. Shit. That's Neptune. Um, so it's a compassionate and universal love based on a soul connection. Mm. Um, and so there's not a lot of individual information about these outer signs yeah. because they do span a generation, but it's a recognition of the world's soul. Gotcha. Neptune stays in a sign for 14 years. Jesus. So everybody born in a 14 year span yeah. are Taurian or whatever. Okay. They're all in the same sign. So their world soul is the same. This new realm, this universal love based on a soul connection yeah. is everybody born in the world for 14 years. Yeah. The last time that Neptune was in Taurus was 1875. Yeah, because it takes so long to get through. 1875? 1875 to 1889 was the last time. So when is it is it when is it again? 1875? Yeah. Are we in it right? Are we about to be in it or something? The next time that Neptune enters Taurus is May 22nd, 2038. Wow. Yeah, it takes a long fucking time. That's crazy. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? So, I don't have a lot of information about what that does because it's like, how do you, you know, you can't Were really... Were they even talking about that back in 18- Right. <laughs> no. They weren't. Right? I don't think Neptune had even been discovered. See? So, like... I'm not sure, but it was right around that time. So, 1875 to 1889. Here are some people that were born then. Tell me. Pablo Picasso. Okay. Henri Matisse. Mm. James Joyce. Okay. Franklin Roosevelt. Albert Einstein. Yeah. So, like, big visionary, like, mm-hmm. yeah. changing the game. Yes. So, if we, this is, I found this cool way of looking at this. So, Generation X, right? Yeah. Um, we're Generation Y. Okay. So, before that's Generation X. And Generation X is, like, one of the first generations to be labeled okay. with a letter. In that way. Because they were kind of like the lost generation. Yeah. So Generation X, that's like my mom. Okay. Or people that were coming of age in like the 90s. Mm. So before us. Before us. Yeah. So that being said, if you walk back generations using the alphabet going backwards, this generation is called like Generation T. Because you go all the way back enough, right? Um, generation T. Yeah, so Neptune and Taurus is like Generation T. So it's like modern artists and scientists of the early 20th century. Mm. So like I said, but like um, Pablo Picasso and Albert Einstein and um, Franklin Roosevelt, Harry Truman, but also like Joseph Stalin <gasps> and Benito Mussolini. Oh, that makes sense. And Leon Trotsky. And like, yeah. So it's like that entire well, generation, that, that entire wow. generation, this like, it like shaped modern culture. They're basically called the modernists. Yeah. Yeah. That had Neptune and Taurus. So it's pretty crazy. That's nuts. Yeah. Pretty wild. Cool. Um, yeah, we have to have so I found this website 
for every single one of the generations. And who was born, like, in that generation. Yeah, so, so you... Like, we'll have to put that link up in the thing. So you're here, like, and they're subsets, so okay. they split them up. So they split them up into a couple, like, years. So you're here, YA, and I'm YB, which okay. is what you call millennials. Generation Y is millennials. millennials. Yeah. So you have Uranus and Sagittarius, Neptune and Capricorn, Pluto and Scorpio. I have... I'm right here, so, like... Nept, Pluto, we have Neptune and Capricorn, Pluto and Scorpio. Mm-hmm. They're conjunct. So I have both in Capricorn. Whoa. So we're we're pretty similar, but yeah. slightly we're different. Slight, well, we we complement each other. Though. Yeah. So then it's like you can break it up. So that's really neat. So that's I crazy. saw that. So very similarly for Pluto, because Pluto can stay in a sign anywhere between twelve years and okay. thirty-two years. Mm. So it's a long time. And uh, Pluto has an elliptical orbit. It doesn't have a round orbit. Okay. So that's why it could be 12 to 32. Like oval it's a long a, oval. Okay, okay, so okay. sometimes it's really close and sometimes it's really far away and it's at different parts in the sky. So just depending on where yeah. how the sky is moving at the time. Yeah. 32 years? Yeah, 32 years. So that's why it's, like, generations, historical, cultural trends. It's very collective. Like, think about every single person born in the world in 32 years. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... When's the last time that was? 1852 to 1883. So even before that of the last ones. Um, And Pluto is, like the secrets and, like, hidden dimensions of your life. Okay. Um, it's, like, your underworld. Scorpio. Yeah, it's, like, your underworld. Makes sense. Um, but mine is, too. We all have that. So, it's, like... Okay. <laughs> so, it's sense. a collective unconscious. That's why it exists to generate... Okay, okay, It's your collective unconscious. It's your collective mm. shadow. It's, like, those unsolvable mysteries and secrets. The key word of Pluto is transformation. Okay. So... Scorpio, with the sexual, sensual, secretive, like, all of those things, taboo, the occult, the mysteries, that's our Pluto. So we're transforming that. Which, I mean, we are. Right. Right now, by bringing these things into the present time. A quote I got for Pluto is, what has been let go may resurrect itself and return in a glorified form. So it's not death in the sense of that it's gone. No. It's death in the sense that it's transformed. Like the phoenix death. Mm Mm-hmm. Like the death card. It's not always bad and about literal death. It's like death of a... Right. ...aspect of you. Pluto is the highest frequency of Mars. Okay. So it's raw energy. yeah. It's willpower. Concentrated and forceful capacity to affect change in yourself and in the world. Mm. It's your exploration of magic. It's increasing your wealth, basically. So it's like Taurus Pluto is that high frequency of Mars. Mm -hmm. So it's like increasing your wealth, increasing your material gain, transforming your life, sexual energy to create a new life. Mm. Tantra. So you're, yeah. That's your Pluto. But like, that's your Pluto. That's your Tantra. Huh. Yeah. But it hasn't been. In Taurus since Taurus, like 1850s? 1852 to 1883. Is that when, like, all the brothels and stuff were coming out or something? <sighs> Who knows? And Pluto is ruled by Scorpio. <laughs> so Taurus is its detriment. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. 
Because it's the opposite. Yeah. So Taurus is actually the detriment for Pluto. So that's like a hard sign for it to be in. Yeah. Because it's this raw energy, willpower, high frequency of Mars. And it's stable, secure, conservative. Yeah. Yeah. So that is is what I did today. Okay. <laughs> that's what I did today. And oh, I love so that. now we're I'm able glad you did the outer planets too. Yeah. Like the higher octave of the Because I feel like sometimes we yeah. talk about like, oh your Venus sign, oh your moon sign, yeah. blah blah blah. We don't really get into the brevity, like really understanding that this is every single yeah. person born in the world under the sign in an entire generation. And I always wonder, because it says that on my chart, but I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. I was like, I get it, but like, what? Historical and cultural That's trends. That's cool to like look back, like to understand that and then look back at those. Yeah. To see like what was jiving back then. You know, you can look at every single person born under, you know, a certain sign where like, so... Our generation has Pluto and Scorpio. Scorpio rules Pluto. A really transformative generation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you have, born after us, is Pluto and Sagittarius. And that's that very outgoing, exuberant generation, you know, where they have Uranus and Aquarius and Neptune and Capricorn and, like, they're intellectuals and inventors. It's about to pop off. Yeah, you know, and then you see you get into Generation Z... Which is, fuck, what's after a millennial? Generation Z. The teens. I don't know. Those people. The, the TikTokers. The TikTokers. They're the ones who I have... I don't know we're old. I don't know what I know. I don't know themselves. what it is. But it's like the the kids that, are, that were born in like the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. That's going to be like this like universal human awareness yeah. and like all things like that. But then you get back into... Silent generations, mm-hmm. you know, and you get back into like different types of pioneering. That's interesting. So there's a lot of shit there to like dive into and look at from a generational aspect. You know, we can look at that from like generational trauma right. aspects. You know, and when you can see every single person that has this sign was born at the beginning of World War Two. Yeah. Like, how does that carry generational trauma? How did they react to that? Yeah. You know, and it's not the people that were adults living during World War Two. No, the ones it's that the were kids born. that were born then, and how did that shape them into adults in the sixties? Right. And that's why they were doing a bunch of drugs. Yeah. That's crazy yeah. to think about. Well, think about it. So, like... Oh, I'm thinking. Like, Uranus. Okay, so that's that... Your Uranus sign um, is... And even, like, the Neptune, right, is, like, those higher octaves of Mercury, the way that you communicate, your energy, your revolution. Literally, the people that were born at the end of... The 30s and the 40s came of age in the 50s and yeah, 60s. And they had a Taurus Uranus, yeah. and that's about breaking taboos related to sex, yep. breaking taboos related to relationships, to, related to money. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Like, you can just buy a bus and go fuck off. Yep. You know, you don't have to work a job, right. man. You that's know, what it was about. Smoke weed, have sex, fuck that's off, nice. you know, interact with your natural world, seeking freedom. And it's just like you can rep- you can talk about an entire generation astrologically in that way. Yeah. You can learn a lot about like your parents' generations. You yeah. can learn a lot about your grandparents' generations Whoa. based on the signs of the outer planets that they were born under. And that's how people tell the future. Yeah.
Yes. It's not that yes. serious. It's, that's exactly what it's it like, is. I mean, and obviously there's, you have some intuitive, but that's an easy, like, to yeah. help tap into your intuitive abilities because to have that basis. Because you can look back. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost easier. Yeah. It's almost easier because you have this roadmap. What was happening at the beginning of the 1940s? Mm. Okay, well, that's happening again right now. Yeah. From 2018 to 2026, the people that were born then have the same sign of Uranus that are the people that are being born right this minute. So how is that generation going to mirror this This one one in a different world? Are they going to be breaking taboos related to sexuality? Probably. Are they going to be seeking freedom in those areas, Mm -hmm. interactions with their natural world, you know, intuition for practical matters and finding new inventive ways to make life comfortable? I mean, think about that. Yeah. Finding new ways to make life comfortable. Well, do you think about everything that's happened over the past couple years and like yeah, how things technology. are changing because of that? So the kids born now are going to be in their twenties in twenty forty. Yeah. Right. Shit. And what what do you think technology is going to be then? No, I hope I have a hoverboard or something. Though. Right, making life more comfortable. Yeah, self-driving fucking cars. Right, oh, that's you know what terrifying. I mean. Like green domes that yeah. grow all of our food for us, right. like that kind of stuff. Mm. So we can think about what generations are going to be like based on these outer planets. That's crazy. Wild what? shit. That's crazy. Yeah, I really went there this week. My brain hurts. <laughs> But that is that plug and play. Yeah, it's the plug. So like, even it's before exact, we got into it's that, it's not big as stuff. like intimidating. Like right. it makes so much sense. It's like, oh. and even you were doing it as we were doing it yeah, in real it's time. Like I understand plus this yeah, plus this because it helps this. me retain yeah. it. But like I get it. Like it's easy to kind of correlate the properties of each and right. And a lot of this I is did do that. Didn't you I? did. Yeah, because I would say, okay, so Taurus is this, yeah. and Venus is this, and you go, so this, and you yeah. say, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's how you read a birth chart. I'm learning. Yeah, that's how you do it. <laughs> like, it's working. All you need is those little keywords. Yeah. Yeah. Bet you're a little more awake now. I am now. I'm like, what about my brain? No, great. I'm not going to bed. I'm gonna lay in bed. <laughs> no way. I'm going to bed. Well, that was really, really something, huh? Moon really signs. Cool. Like, that blew my mind to think about the, the way, the phases of the moon in that way. Yeah. And, like, it really, like, kind of turned it on its head for mm-hmm. me about, like, I was thinking about it in the wrong direction. Yeah. I was going, I want to do this spell, what sign is the moon in? Oh, that doesn't really right. work. Whereas I should have been, like... How do I accomplish my goal based on the, the phase that the moon is in mm-hmm. right now? Right. How do I word it? Yeah. Yeah. That plug and play, man. That's crazy. And 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 obviously, of course, you know, when we went through, like, the herbal associations and the mm-hmm. crystal associations, those yeah. are suggestions. And there's, su- yeah, and, and there's so many. <laughs> and we don't want it to seem unapproachable. Right. That, like, you have to have that thing. If you have sage, clear quartz, and a uh-huh. white candle, you're then good to go. It. It's just the intention. But yeah. also, it's about, right. like, knowing, same with the planets and stuff, if you know the properties yeah. of those phases, then yeah. you just look for herbs and yes. things that correspond with those. Right. So and the next time be, you're out yeah. in your garden, you go, oh, yeah, rosemary. Mm-hmm. And always remember that all herbs and flowers and things like that have multiple properties. Right. And, you know? And to make sure that 
you know, by being intentional, by choosing the moon phase, and by being intentional by choosing your tools, Mm -hmm. also being intentional with your intention. Yeah. You know, and letting the tools and the guides that you have Mm -hmm. with you, not to, like, read your mind, you know, to tell them. Just be like, hey, I'm doing this during this phase of the moon because I'm trying to draw this to me. Right. You know, so just letting you guys know that yeah. when you get burned up and go into the atmosphere and talk to everybody up there, right. this is what I'm asking for. Yep. Mm-hmm. Be as specific as you can. And the more specific you are with your magic, the better the results. Yeah. If you're not specific, yeah. the universe is always going to find a way to be to like... throw in a curveball. Sometimes I'm looking at like going, well, I guess. Yeah. I mean, technically, you did what I said. Yeah. That's not what I wanted. But no. yeah, as, for the, as little as I told you that I needed, you're technically right. <laughs> Fucking I guess. So be specific. Yeah. Exactly. Be specific. Be specific, you know, use that as a way to be intentional. Yeah. With the astrology, we hope that it makes it a little bit more accessible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can proceed with, if you're interested in learning yeah. to do something like that, if you're interested in, even if it's not like a business thing, you're just mm-hmm. interested in reading your own chart or understanding the way that that impacts people you know, and reading friends charts and things like that. Yeah. Having these kind of easy mathematical yeah, yeah little equations helps a lot and helps you retain that information. Yeah. I'm definitely retaining things. Yeah. Which is nice. For as tired as we were for this episode, it I know. was actually very We pulled nice. it out. We did. We pulled yeah. out. We pulled we out. We pulled out. We pulled out and Yeah. Which pull and pray, baby. <laughs> Pull and we pray. Did we it. sat down in the dark and we were like, listen guys, we're sleepy today. We're sleepy, but we did it. We pulled it out. So, cool. Great episode. That yeah. being said, we gotta hop off because Jesse's doing it. Speaking of astrological birth oh, charts. Oh, heavens. And the service that I was hoping to she will, haha, that she will be offering. We gotta go. So she I gotta can, go do a giveaway. She can do a giveaway. Also at Elsie, we love doing giveaways. Yes. So if you are a Wonder Witch listener mm-hmm. and you are not familiar with Lunar Crystalline, mm-hmm. um, Wonder Witch is our podcast, but Lunar yes. Crystalline is Ashley's love child. <laughs> Um, that she created and so graciously allows me to be a part of. We do all sorts of really cool all things over there. Cool so things. we're Lunar Crystalline on Instagram. That's kind of, and mm-hmm. LunarCrystalline.com. I think eventually we'll make our own Instagram for Wonder Witch. Maybe. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at some point. I mean, they are, because they are separate, but they are yeah. similar mm-hmm. in that, like, we both do both. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> if you haven't been over to Lunar Crystal, Where have you been? You know, because we make a lot of stuff and we talk about a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and we have a blog and we have all sorts of things. We have all and, the things. Yeah, and, you know, we're talking about doing an herbal box and yeah. new moon rituals and full moon rituals mm-hmm. and all those things. And Lunar Crystalline is where you find those yes. things. Anything we talk about that we're creating is on there. Is on LunarCrystalline.com. Yeah, so yeah. we're going to let you go. Okay. Join us next time. Yeah, we'll see you next time. For For episode 10, if you can believe it. We're double digits now? Almost. Oh, shit. Alrighty. Bye, guys.
Oh, 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 oh.